2: was a poll from Convention of States and Trafalgar Group showing that independent Republican voters are furious over the raid on Trump and are heavily motivated now to actually come out and vote in the midterms. You got to wonder with news like that, if the FBI was just trying to make sure Republicans won. Because three months out from a midterm election, they raid the former president. That's going to light up independents and Republicans like crazy. But then uh, as we're getting the show ready, we there, there was a breaking story actually from a couple hours ago from Penn Live. The FBI has subpoenaed several PA Republican lawmakers. This is this is crazy expansion. I don't know what it is they're trying to do, what they're trying to get. But I wonder if this might turn into some kind of October surprise where they do all of these things now. Sure, it riles up Republicans. But then come October, they issue some some criminal uh, indictments on a bunch of individuals and say, aha, look, in an attempt to smear Republicans. I don't know for sure. So we'll talk about that. And then we got some ridiculous stories. I guess Rosita has been canceled. Sesame Street or whatever Mm -hmm. character for being racist. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that and censorship. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work. And you will get access to exclusive uncensored shows from TimCast IRL. We're going to have one up for you tonight at 11 p.m. We do that Monday through Thursday. And our new show, Tales from the Inverted World. Plus, I believe uh, the Cast Castle vlog is obviously delayed again because we're trying to really relaunch things and uh, make something special for y'all. So that'll be a new show coming out probably next week. But uh, we want to make sure we do it right when we start, and then we're going to have new episodes every week. Plus, we've got a couple documentaries in the works. It's going to be really awesome. We have the uh, gun control documentary is currently underway. We are... Uh, I I shouldn't say too much yet, but we're working with someone. You guys probably already figured out what we're doing. So um, we'll mention that when we can. So smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us today... To talk about this and so much more is Naomi Wolf. Thank you so much for having me on. Do you want to introduce yourself for those who aren't familiar with you?
3: Sure. Um, I'm Naomi Wolf. I'm um, the author of eight nonfiction books, usually about women's issues or civil liberties. Um, they were all bestsellers, I'm glad to say. Um, I have a new book out called The End of... I'm sorry, that was my last book. My new book is called, um, which is a sequel to it, is called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarian's Covid nineteen and the war against the human. I am the mother of two and a stepmom of two, wife of a veteran, um, and I'm also CEO of a tech company called DailyClout.io, a civic tech company. Cool. Yeah, and its its goal is to make democracy easier for everyone to use.
2: I know a lot of people were already chatting. They're familiar with they're, they're familiar with you mostly for, uh, through feminism mm-hmm. and through you know past instances where you've done interviews, and I'm sure many people. You know, th- their, their attitude is like, you know, oh, man, this is going to be a debate or something. but uh, And maybe. But what I think is fascinating is that you came out heavily against vaccine mandates and restrictions. You've been canceled and banned over, the, over these stances, which I think most of the people who watch this show probably agree with you on. So I appreciate you coming. I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful to have it. Right on. Yeah. We also have Hannah Claire Brimelow joining us.
0: Hi, I'm Hannah Claire. I'm a writer for TimCast.com.
4: Hi everyone, and Ian, <laughs> Ian Crossland. What's up?
0: Sorry, I guess I need a longer intro. I don't know. Yeah, there
4: you go. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a, uh, you got to promote something when you come on the show. That's what people like. Okay, yeah, I yeah.
0: encourage you all to visit timcast.com. It's yeah, a really yeah. great news site. That's fantastic. I personally love it. Well,
4: I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll promote dailyclout.io because we were talking you. about it before the show. It sounds pretty fascinating. Um, that you're gonna make it easier for people to read and vote and and talk about bills before they go to Congress. Yeah. Or that. Pro- I, I love that. So maybe we'll get that that into that later. But hi everyone. I'm here to stay. Bye.
5: Ian is here for sure. And I am as well in the corner. I'm delighted to have Naomi. I'm excited to learn about what all we have in common. I think it will surprise all of us.
2: Thank I, you. I think it's supposed to thunderstorm, too. That'll be fun. Just so that, you know, hopefully anybody who works here is listening just in case.
5: Yeah. So, uh, but I'll put let's, out a word.
2: Yeah. You know, because the power flickers and stuff. This is what mm. happens when you live in the middle Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into this first story. So as we're getting ready to uh, put the show together, we I, I caught this story. It was published just around 6 p.m. FBI delivers subpoenas to several PA Republican lawmakers. Sources say at least some of the individuals receiving subpoenas were told they were not targets of an investigation, according to at least six sources reached by Live, but that they may have information of interest to the FBI. All of the sources have been briefed on the investigative moves in some way, but demanded anonymity in order to discuss them. The information being requested centered around U.S. Rep. Scott Perry, and the efforts to seek alternate electors as part of former President Donald Trump's efforts to remain in office after the 2020 election, several sources say, said the Washington Post on Wednesday, citing a source familiar with the probe, also reported that Perry's cell phone was seized Tuesday as part of the Justice Department's criminal investigation into the use of fake electors to try to overturn President Biden's victory. The Post source also spoke on the condition of anonymity. Spokespersons for the Pennsylvania House and Senate Republican leaders did not confirm that whether any of their caucus members received a subpoena, "quote, I am unaware of any FBI presence in the Capitol or Leader Benninghoff's office yesterday. To the extent House members or my staff may have contact, may have been contact, but contacted by the FBI, we would not comment on a potential or ongoing investigation." So, there's a there's a few simple points to make, and the first one I'm going to say is I don't trust the FBI, mm. I don't trust the DOJ, I don't trust the federal government. That being said. They're, they're, they're trying to claim that by having alternate electors, it's some kind of fraud. But if you go back to, I think it was 1968, correct me if I'm wrong, during, it was Nixon and Kennedy. Was, was it 68? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You Not want to sure fact check me that was. There was a dispute in Hawaii. And Hawaii sent an alternate slate of electors, which Nixon, as the vice president, decided to use even though they weren't the certified electors. Was What's it?
4: 1960. Nixon, was it 60? Nixon, Kennedy, yeah.
2: And Nixon, Okay, so it was 60. Yeah, why did yeah. I say 68? Um, now what happens is you have this uh, uh, contentious legal battle in 2020. A bunch of Republicans, you know, the, the, the electors for the Republican side, which were not the certified electors for the state, did fill out these forms and send them in anyway. Now they're acting as though that was a criminal action or fraud or something. Perhaps they're going to use that as a means to stop Donald Trump from being, from being able to run again. Or it's just part of the bigger... Just go after Trump by all all means or whatever.
0: Do you think this is similar to the Nevada, they call them fake electors, but alternate electors that were subpoenaed by the January 6th committee?
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's all the same thing.
5: This is so interesting to me because it just looks like the media is writing history in real time. Like, they want us to believe mm. this is insane. It's never happened before. But it happened in 1960. There's nothing crazy about this. They just chip, well, make it up as they go along.
2: I do think the whole thing's crazy. It's a little weird, yeah. So we had, I think it was 46 states or something mm-hmm. that were involved in a lawsuit. Do you remember this? In, uh, in yeah. 2020, the Texas filed a lawsuit against, I think, Pennsylvania. Maybe Pennsylvania. And then it expanded into, like, 46 states where you had, like, 24 suing 20, you know, suing these, these, these. like, it was Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And then you had the other 22 in defense of those states. Oh, wow. And the Supreme Court, which has original jurisdiction to hear lawsuits between states, mm-hmm. rejected it. Hmm. They said no outright. So we never got resolution on these arguments. And this is leading now. We're heading to the point where the FBI has raided the home of the former president. Right. Told them their lawyer could not be present while they were uh, enacting the search. Broke the padlock off the room that they requested be there. God, I got an interesting email earlier, and I'll call it unconfirmed. In my morning segment, I was talking about. There's a report from uh, Ken. I think it's Kendallanian, I could be wrong. He was on NBC, and he said a few months ago, the FBI requested a padlock be placed on this room at Mar-a-Lago, which had these documents. They then went in and broke the padlock they requested. <coughs> That's a simple way to put it if you think the FBI is one guy.
1: Mm-hmm. But the FBI
2: is not one guy. It's not a monolith. Right, right. So I got contacted by someone alleging that they were a former uh, FBI agent. And they said, you know, not, they didn't tell me anything crazy. They just said, you're right. The FBI is a bunch of different offices. It's not monolithic. There is leadership. But often there, you know, there's like senior leadership that will take actions in one direction without one other office knowing so my assessment was one group of on the on the board on the level fbi agents say okay we know what you got here it's fine just padlock it in case Mm. this other group of agents gets a warrant signed off by an epstein judge a Mm. former epstein uh, defense attorney questionable
1: yeah and
2: then goes in and (laughs) smashes the padlock and seizes documents or something like that allegedly yeah so, uh Banner Republic, Collapse of the United States, um, I'll throw it to my panel.
0: My <laughs> f- one of the most wild things I read coming out of all of that was Andrew Cuomo, who's like the DOJ should really explain what's going on, otherwise mm-hmm. it's gonna start to look like the January sixth committee is not credible. Mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo, the disgraced <laughs> ex governor of New York. I mean, if anyone really can recognize when something is corrupt, mm-hmm. I like I would assume someone who has been asked to leave office would be a good good judge of character there.
5: Yeah.
3: I mean, should I just jump right in? And yeah, yeah, go what do you think? for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when I was a political consultant um to the vice president in 2000, also a contested election outcome in which no one was criminalized for asking questions about the outcome. I mean, this is really haunting me, but also I advised um, the Clinton re-election campaign. And what I learned as a political consultant is to read events backwards. In other words, what's happening? Like, what's the what's the outcome? Like, let's leave the story alone because what you learn as a consultant is that at that level, the guys in the room choose the outcome and and then they go to the message guys down the hall and ask the message guys to come up with a story to get the American people to accept the outcome, the goal. And often the story has nothing to do with the goal. So I'd encourage you almost like, don't pay that much attention to what you're being told about the reasons that lawmakers who are Republican are being subpoenaed or that the President of the United States has, you know, 30 people bursting into his private home and seizing his materials. And look at everyone else. Project Veritas is related to this. Steve Bannon having a SWAT team going into his private home is related to this. I mean, what the... You know, leaving the stories aside, the overall chessboard is the criminalization of being a Republican.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and Did the, you ever think you'd say that? I mean, yeah, I wrote this book, The End of America, in 2008, warning oh, wow. that we were hurtling yeah. toward, you know, that there are ten steps tyrants always take to close down an open society, and that step ten is where we're at now. I didn't know we'd get here so fast. I thought we'd headed off at the pass because we're, you know, able to cherish our republic, but clearly we're not doing that but yeah so the the outcome is you're exactly right to worry about timing tim because you know these are dangerous months and i've been saying this for months you know leading up to these months you what, what are we in now uh, august september october november it's gonna right crazy. it's going to get crazy and the goal is to have things so unstable so scary Chilling everywhere, you know, shocking images, people's homes being broken open, people being led away in handcuffs, Peter Navarro in leg mm. chains, right? This is all part of the, the drama, the spectacle of what what other countries like, like Russia and China understand is tenderizing an enemy. So the the American people are being tenderized right now. And the goal is to completely incapacitate the Republican leadership to scare journalists and critics like you and me, because that's part of it. And well, will just say me. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also to um, to tie up the leadership like Bannon and Trump in so many legal problems and hassles that they are not able to uh, to pose a threat to the outcomes that are already foreordained. And they, Alex
2: Jones. And Alex Jones, absolutely. He's not. You know, Jones was so massively influential in 2014, 15, 16. They 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 found a way to get him off all these platforms, and Alex Jones. For all the criticisms that I think he deserves, he got wiped off of the internet back to back all at the same time. Right. You know, so so maybe you can call it a cascade effect, but I think powerful interests were like, This is a guy who's rallying people mm-hmm. with a massive platform. This can't be allowed. Right. My, I guess I guess my, my question for you when you wrote the book in two thousand eight. Did you think it was going to be Republicans who would turn out to be the victims of this? <laughs> That's such a painful
3: question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steve at the... Right?
6: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.
3: Right at the time, um, it was Republicans doing the bad things.
2: As Mitt Romney and like John McCain...
3: Oh no, worse, it was Bush. Dick Cheney. <laughs> I mean it was Guantanamo. It was, you know, the global war on terror. That was right. the terrifying internal and external threat invocation that's step one of the ten steps to fascism. Now it's a virus. Um but
2: to, I, to be to be fair, Liz yeah. Cheney's still here mm-hmm. and she's yeah. leading the charge. Yeah. So, you know. Well
3: thank goodness. <laughs> right. yeah. Wyoming like, is father, so like, happy. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess what I said then, I mean I remember this. My my people are so dumb. Um uh, I, Who are my, your
0: people in this? Well, the stance? former
3: liberal. I mean, I'm a I'm a liberal by you know cl- classical liberal all my life, registered Democrat all my life. My my former people, my former tribe of the left, are very short sighted, mm. and they're they're cheering about you know Project Veritas is in trouble, Donald Trump is in trouble. It's like cheering the rope that is going to hang them metaphorically, yeah. you know. Mm. And they're not reading history. But the reason I say this is that in 2008. I remember everyone around me going, We just need to get Obama in and then there will be no more tyranny. And I'm like, Are you insane? Are you insane? These things of you know, shutting down democracies, the left and the right both do it. Mm -hmm. And and during the Obama years, I was one of like five people on the left, including Glenn Greenwald, who were like, you know what, he's droning Americans. Mm Guantanamo is still open. It's growing. You know, all of these promises are not being kept. Um, so I that, didn't expect it would be Republicans being hunted, but I'm not surprised that that has come about.
2: I was fairly young in 2008. I voted for Obama and uh, I was skeptical, but I kept hearing from all these people saying like, this guy's different. He's not the same mm. part of the machine. He's an outsider. And you know, he came from community organizing. And I was like, I don't know, sure, whatever, I'll vote <laughs> for the guy. And then one of the first things he did was he blew up some kids. Right. It was uh, I think it was like literally within a few days, mm-hmm. a drone strike yeah. in Pakistan killed a, killed a vill- uh, hit a village and then I was like, "Wait a minute! We were protesting the war, and this guy just did this thing." Then, when 2012 came around, I was just like, "Yeah, right! You're not going to get me to vote for this guy again." And now we've got—I uh I, I love bringing it up because of how important it is—the the, extrajudicial assassinations carried out by the Obama administration. This is why I was so adamantly opposed to Joe Biden. Mm. I ended up voting for Trump. I didn't vote for him in 2016, but in 2020, I was like, "You're not giving me Biden—you know, Obama 2.0, whatever—and and it ended up ended up happening." So.
3: Well, wow, you've had quite a journey. I mean, how do people, your former friends, feel about that? Addition? Former friends. Right? Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Uh, well, interestingly, my real friends that I mostly grew up with, only a few of them have lost their minds. Hmm. But there have been some weird circumstances. But surprisingly, like, I have a friend who's deeply woke, still a really good friend, and just, like, we don't talk about it. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. And it comes up sometimes, and you can feel tensions rising, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, let's talk about horror movies. Yeah, it's but i'm glad that can happen yeah but i but i do think you know for for someone like this a friend of mine they're not overtly political it's you know you're, you're mentioning the your former liberal you know associates or cohorts or whatever they're just not paying attention and they're passively absorbing what they're being told and assuming it's true
0: yeah i kind yeah i should say i feel like with my friends liberal or even there are conservatives like this too they're a lot of them aren't inherently political and there are a couple issues that matter to them mm-hmm. and so they'll buy the whole ticket even though they can't see like you're saying that these are ultimately interwoven issues mm-hmm. they can't see what their decisions will lead to in the domino effect
2: i got to just right. jump right to abortion hmm. right yeah. uh the democrats recently tried to pass a bill that would that would allow abortion up to 9 months oh god it it, it so it was cleverly worded that um in the instance where the mother's health was in jeopardy an abortion could be carried out post-viability. Right. And so I, I, my, my response, we had a progressive bond, was very simple, like, okay, I hear you. If the baby is viable, why abort it? Yeah, Why not just deliver it? Did mm. this person actually support um, yes. that bill? And, and 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 beyond. This individual told us it's the woman's choice no matter what up to the point of birth.
1: Yeah, And my position,
2: insane. I grew up in Chicago. I grew up with a liberal family, mm-hmm. and we were always like, yeah, maybe like the first trimester pre-viability, we understand. After that, you're, you're, you're in dangerous territory. Now the left is just wholesale, like, whenever, whatever.
4: I think Larry Elder was on the show and saying that it's, uh, the health of the mother as well. So it could be like if she's going to suffer depression, then maybe she can terminate an eight and a half month old fetus. Oh, God. Uh, but it's not just about the life of the mother. It's mm-hmm. about the health of the mother, which mm-hmm. is like vague, like, but to, I... j- j- just to bring it up, you mm-hmm. know, you as, uh, I guess form, you
2: you consider yourself former liberal. You're still liberal. No, I'm
3: I'm a classical liberal. I you know mm. me and three other
2: people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or politically homeless is you we. Know, yes, one totally
3: way. a political refugee. Absolutely. But so
2: so you're obviously not in favor of abortion up to nine months. No, I am not. it's 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 crazy what the left has become. That
3: well, they would yeah. call
2: us right wing. raising questions about that. It's crazy. It's
3: insane. I mean, what really scares me about this is the kind what I'm seeing on the left is this kind of um entrainment almost intellectually where if the thing is support Ukraine you can't ask any questions about you know Ukraine's abusiveness to the rule of law if the thing is abortion and under any circumstances no matter how crazy the bill is no matter how extreme how sadistic how abusive how i would say anti-woman and anti-baby it is to you know I- extend the abortion Capability into the second month, into the I'm sorry, second trimester, third trimester. If that's the thing, it, it just seems to be plugged into people's minds on the right, and they just kind of follow like lemmings, like with no critical thinking. They can't demur, right. and there are a lot of interesting reasons for that. But I do think on the left, um, critical debate is no longer possible, and and it's so important to distinguish themselves from from like. Trump lovers or whatever they call anyone who disagrees with them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really scary to me because if you look at history, it's people in that mind state that go along with genocide and look mm-hmm. what they went along with and go along with the former left people I know and love who would never discriminate against a gay couple or a lesbian couple, never discriminate on the basis of race embraced a discrimination society that was right. just like a Jim Crow two-tier mm-hmm. discrimination society. When, when did society you, when society? did you start, uh, uh anti, like i can't w- i couldn't walk into a building in new york city because i'm not vaccinated mm. and and people i i know and love who are right on were completely fine with treating unvaccinated people legally and in every other way as others who are less than
4: oh yeah but, like but, but, plague but, rats or something exactly. i've heard but, that before
2: mm-hmm. but to 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 play uh to to add to your point we had in Dearborn, Michigan, the non-POC and the POC digital cafes, University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. In Seattle, they have what? Yeah, have you seen that? No. yeah that's the, illegal. Actually, yes, that's it is. that's not it illegal. Is. Yeah, yeah. It is. there was a uh, uh, who was it? Was it uh, was it um, was it Michael uh, Seifert yesterday? The other day yeah. mentioning Yelp, I think he said mm-hmm. yeah. that was offering a grant based on race. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But like, it's a super absolute illegal, absolutely viola- totally
0: exact- illegal. There yeah. were yeah. there yeah. were uh, African American students at NYU that were asking for their own dorm. That's segregation. Yeah. But they wow. were like, no, it's better for us.
2: Yep, yep. So uh, you, you've you've been in politics way longer than I have. When did you start noticing this, this shift happening and the left losing their minds?
3: Ugh, that's tough. I mean, I guess in the last four or five years, I would see positions that were out there on the left, and I would just dismiss them because I, I thought that's nonsense no one I know really would believe that or do that. Um, like the whole, like the first time I remember hearing the phrase dead white men and that culture created by dead white men or the phrase toxic masculinity. Yeah. I would just think well that's ridiculous. Those are ridiculous concepts. You know, why how can you possibly take seriously dismissing great works of art, masterpieces, our whole cultural heritage because of the gender and race of the person who did it. That's racism and that's sexism obviously and it's also self-destructive and as a mom of a man and a stepmom of a 11 year old future man, um, I really, you know, object to this phrase toxic masculinity yeah. or nonsensical statements about like male sexuality, heterosexuality being innately, you know, abusive or exploitive. Um, those are very damaging things to say to young men and boys. And they're, they're also just destructive because it doesn't have to be that way. And it, you know where's love, and where's you know this ideal of people finding each other if they happen to be heterosexual that shouldn't be any you know less valid than any other sexuality that people want to be um mm-hmm. so uh but I didn't take those seriously, but once like victory's so bad for us on the left, it's so toxic for us to win because once we won um you know the the presidency and the house, it was like. A scary Marxist flood mm-hmm. that was like latent and dormant, very much influenced by the CCP, I am, I am convinced, and the World Economic Forum and other bad actors, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but this, this latent Marxist, Stalinist, aggressive, violent, coercive flood of nonsense just, um, erupted and, and, and now people on the left have no qualms about being as as coercive and oppressive as they want to be.
2: I, I like posting on... Uh, I got a lot of Occupy Wall Street people who follow me, and I like posting on... They'll, they'll post things like, Trump has been raided by the feds. They'll laugh with smiley faces, and I'll be God. like... My response to them is always, I'm glad that you finally came around to supporting the feds and the federal government. Right. It took you a long time to realize they were the good guys.
3: Absolutely. And then
2: their response is like, well, I mean... <laughs> it's different. <No. laughs> hey, keep right? cheering them on, man. Keep cheering them on, because we know why, where this goes. When
3: did they stop having like the Kantian imperative of it it has to be consistent if you don't want them to shut you down and censor you you can't censor Project Veritas you can't right. if you don't want them but to come for your president you can't go for their president like would, why don't they see that
0: would you say that they feel like they have the moral high, high ground that totally. the things that Project, Project Veritas are doing while they may be structurally similar you know it's another form of censorship to oppress them it's worth oppressing because they are promoting the wrong things well
3: you're A thousand percent right, Um, and it's again super scary because on the left there's been this mission creep of language, Mm -hmm. increasing. You know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah, increasingly identifying thoughts as violence or speech as incitement, um, such that it. it, And January sixth was a big part of this. Like, such that I think the left really feels like the people who disagree with them are so dangerous and all white supremacist and mm-hmm. you know the things they think are so innately violent even well we if have they to cut disagree, it off before have... the
0: thought exactly. even gets there we can't expose any of this material to anyone right. because they might indoctrinate someone else aka get them to think about an issue in a way that we don't believe in
4: but absolutely like is, and sorry oh ahead. is the fear that if trump becomes president he's going to make america like a militocracy. Is he going to? He's going to make it totalitarian because you—they're using the FBI to kick down doors right now. Like, right. what are they afraid is going to happen?
0: Mm. I, I mean,
2: mean, they're afraid
0: someone's going to kick <laughs> their
4: door <laughs> down. Yeah, they're, afraid they're both from, from New guessed. York.
0: We're both from, so we both so it's it's yeah. the Northeast, over
3: here. right? Uh, right. They, okay. So truly, the left believes, and I used to believe a lot of this. I really did because they lie to us. Legacy media lies to us, and, and liberal media lies to us. Um I'm not saying the right is perfect or doesn't distort, but these are the kinds of things the left truly believes that if Trump were elected or there was another right wing or conservative president, uh it would be like Margaret Atwood's um
2: Handmaid's handmaid handmaid Tale for yeah. women. Handmaid. The one
3: reference right. we can't get over as a society. Uh, uh, but, but, <laughs> Harry right? Po- Harry Potter. Uh, right. Um yeah, yeah. And, and and that uh that every conservative is racist, every conservative want is is homophobic, um and that it would be kind of a Bible based reactionary um America in which religious minorities would be quashed, in which, um, there would be no freedom to love, uh, and there would be a fossil fuel orgy leading to the demise of the planet in mm-hmm. a matter of weeks. Is this fair? I mean, are, is there more you want to add? That, totally that women would be forced to conceive and raise children, you know, that they didn't want or that they couldn't take care of. Um, and, you know, there's some, there's some truth to these concerns, but in a functioning civil society, you talk these things out and you create
2: policies that, you know, meet in the middle. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't believe them. Because in any, like, I, they, they may actually have broken worldviews that I can believe, but this idea that the right is simultaneously advancing fascism while trying to give you guns makes no sense. <laughs> so like, quick, everybody have as any I, I argued, That the Second Amendment does cover nuclear weapons, not that it should cover nuclear weapons, but during the time of the Founding Fathers, you could have a privateer, you could have a frigate, you could have grape shot, you could have full, you know, a plethora of cannons, the same armaments the government had. That that never changed. So my Hmm. my point was, perhaps people would agree you should not allow this, and we would need to make that amendment. They all got really angry that I'd bring it up. My, my point here Why is... Why were
3: they angry, if you don't mind my asking?
2: Well, they called me like a wing nut arguing that people should have nuclear people weapons. People misinterpret it. sounds terrifying. They didn't, they didn't misinterpret it. They... they media they, Matters cut my said quote that people. Off. You
4: said people should have or nuclear weapons according matters. to the Second Amendment. They thought he meant, I think morally right. people should have right. nuclear weapons. Where you saying, no, legally, according to the rule right now, people should be but, able but, to... But, but, just right. my point right
2: now is... Uh, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. I was in uh, Berkeley during the battle for Berkeley when all the Antifa were fighting the Trump supporters. And I actually got to talk to an Antifa guy after everything was calming down because I was just standing there like – you know. and this guy said I – asked, I asked this Antifa guy like what happened. Mm-hmm. And he said they, they came up and they punched my friend. And then we started talking and he told me that he brought a knife, that he was going to defend himself. And then he said – and I asked him why. And he said because these are fascists, man. They want to they kill people. And I said, you think all of those people in that park are fascists right there? And he's like, yeah, dude. They're all fascists. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you think that those people in that park d- want to defend the Second Amendment? And he was like, well, yeah, of course, the right always talking about guns. And I was like, D- do you think that they would then care if you had guns? Like, no. I'm like, so you think they're fascists, but they want you to have guns. Right. And he was like, "Uh." And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't get your logic. There's no logic there. It's right. just tribalism.
3: Right. It is. But also a horrible thing has happened in the last 10 or 15 years in America in which these two groups never get to talk to each other. and. I think social media has really escalated that because the algorithm makes sure that you only, you know, you're fed further you're fed and further
0: to one side of the spectrum or the exactly other. Really. There is a but,
3: way, like you but, can, but you I you can wanna,
4: see a YouTube video with someone you don't agree with. In, back in the day, you could make a video response, and we had incredible conversations in wow. 2007. Um, but I, you, you, Google's taken away the video response really? mechanic for oddly, but wow. but I want I, I want to respond. I mean,
2: the meme is that Ben Shapiro is screaming debate me, <laughs> <laughs> like people on the right are adamantly saying come have the conversation. I, I mean, know. we had Larry Elder on this show and he was mm-hmm. talking about how he's invited all of these people and they won't come and talk to him. We I mean, we talked
3: about this on the way up Tim. I, you know, I run into this as as an editor of of Daily Cloud and it breaks my heart. We on the left or we liberals, I'll say, we're supposed to be the ones who believe in free speech. Remember the free speech movement in Berkeley? Yep. That was led by the left. Mario Savio was yeah. Savio was on the left. Um we're supposed to believe in um, you know, not believe in censorship. Uh, Allen Ginsberg, you know, like Lady Chatterley's Lover, these are liberals. But now I, I you know, I'll have people will send me right-leaning op-eds and I'll reach out to all of my remaining liberal contacts or just, you know, put out the word. We go to NIRAL and say, will you please tell us you know, why this pro-life op-ed is wrong, write your own op-ed, and they won't do it. Or we'll go to the green um, advocates and say, tell us why this pro-fossil fuel op-ed is wrong, and they won't do it. They'll just say, you shouldn't run that material. I'm not yeah. going to be a peer in a, a, a document where other people who hold these views appear.
2: I'll give a shout-out to Jacobin. Are you familiar with Jacobin Magazine? I am. They're pro-free speech. Good for them. I, I've consistently seen articles from them where they, they say outright we should not tolerate the censorship and things like that. And I I'm like, don't. hey, man, look. I don't got to agree with the socialist. If we agree on respecting each other's right to speak, then I'll take what I can get.
6: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lol. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW for or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
6: So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right now you've got, following the FBI raids, a bunch of uh, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, I guess she's selling merch. I'm not entirely sure. But it says, like, defund the FBI. Mm-hmm. Crowder has called for something similar. The Washington Post ran a story saying the right now wants to defund law enforcement. And leftists are laughing. And I'm like, bro, this was your position. Shouldn't you be cheering? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you be like, we're what winning? Happened? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? What happened is that their opponents are getting the punishment,
4: and yeah. no, they enjoy it. Another problem is that, like censorship's important in the right context. You don't want to allow people to make imminent threats of violence. It's illegal under the First it's Amendment. It's already illegal. Yeah, yeah. That, and it's and, illegal as a form of censorship.
2: Right. And pictures of children. Yeah, stuff like not that. You censor allowed. that you stuff. Need um,
4: but corporations now are in control of the public square with Go- Alphabet and and Meta and things like that, where they can. More or less terminate your access to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, the law has yet to catch up to that. I don't think that private companies should be overriding the first amendment in mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. So I, I advocate that we free the software code of large social networks so mm-hmm. that other people can spin up networks that can interoperate with them and it will free seize, the, seize the means of production. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. free the means of production. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Similar. Let's jump to this, uh, this story here. This one they want, uh, this is the story we were originally going to lead with. This is from conventionofstates.com. Large majority of independents, Republicans, believe Trump's political enemies are behind the FBI raid and oh, wow. are now more likely to vote in 2022 midterms. This is uh, uh, from Trafalgar Group in the Convention of States. They say 83% of Republicans, 72% of independents now more likely to vote. I mean, that's really wow, good news if you want Republicans news. to win. It's
0: the best get out the vote effort the government's ever had. Right. But, but
2: right? But right. <laughs> And so there's a few points to be made. The first thing I want to say is there's no guarantee Republicans winning does anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. Granted, seeing more like America First style politicians who are just like more like Ron Paul like just no we're going to we're send government authority and things like that I can accept as it's better in my opinion that many of these candidates win than the Democrats retain control and steam steamroll through things. But I have to wonder, was the FBI if there's no political motivation in what the FBI is doing, then They don't care that this is riling up independent voters and Republican voters unless there is political motivation, which I think most people believe there is. So my assumption now is October surprise that in about two and a half months, these raids and subpoenas, the reason they're doing it now Mm -hmm. is so they can have the filings done. They can have the judges signatures and then come the end of October, it's bam, criminal indictment, criminal indictment. Accusation, accusation. The entirety of the of the corporate press will be dominated with Republican arrested, Republican arrested, so they don't lose the midterms. How else do they expect with massive inflation, with horrible gas prices? I know they've come down quite a bit, bravo, but they're still really high. The misery index is so high and the historical trends, Democrats should get wiped out in the midterms unless they can pull some insane October surprise and make a bunch of arrests. Maybe, maybe not, but that's kind of what it feels like to me here, huh?
0: I feel like I'd go one step further to say the ultimate goal to to what you're talking about before was they want to try and prevent Trump from running again. And if they destroy the credibility of anyone who is kind of positioned as an ally to him, as someone who has supported him, not just like he's a bad guy, we don't like it, but he's literally on trial. He's in jail. They're hoping to win enough support to make it seem like it's an absolute non-starter. We cannot elect Donald Trump. Uh, I don't think they have a better candidate. I don't think Joe Biden will be able to run again. So really what they're trying to do is knock the Republican Republicans most most likely chess piece off the table to try and get ahead of whatever's going to happen next because they are in a weak position themselves.
2: Larry Elder said it has to be Kamala Harris Mm -hmm. because because, uh, Democrats are uh, dependent upon the black vote. And that if they abandon Kamala Harris for someone else, it's going to be deeply hurtful to mm. the Black community. She's not competent, but that's that's Larry Elder. She's Elder's deeply opinion. unpopular. I don't I don't know if I necessarily
4: agree, but far be it for me to claim to know better than than Larry Elder. I thought uh, Cortez. I mean, it's almost like—is she actually going to run for president? That'd be cool. I hope at she least does. that'd be someone to listen. To that debate. <laughs> We've
0: talked to about it before—a Trump AOC debate. Yes. 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 yes, great,
1: great.
2: So I got—I 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 got, I got a couple angry emails from people. They're like, "How dare you say you would like to see AOC run for president?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think it'd be hilarious." I, think I mean, it'd be fantastic.
0: That's way better than what the Democratic Governors Association is doing to their voters, right? They're pouring money into racists to get the quote-unquote most extreme candidate elected, so they can.
2: Well, well but theoretically,
0: beat them in the midterm. Th- but 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 right. think about
2: that. The Democrats have been funding. We know this. The the MAGA candidates, the Trump supporting candidates, or they've been funding their messages.
0: Really?
3: It,
2: yeah. Yes. Oh
0: my
3: god. So
2: uh, this is weird. It was uh, Why? who? The idea is that Trump candidates cannot win in a general election. Oh, wow.
0: So when you put so them in, driving everything to the extremes. There was.
3: I mean, but, but,
2: but my point okay. here is real quick. Consider that. Now consider what the FBI is doing. Seems to make a bit more sense. They fund a bunch of these ultra MAGA candidates. Then the FBI starts going after Trump and his inner circle to tank the well and poison these candidates. So when they when they make a criminal indictment of someone in the Trump circle or Trump himself, right. they can say the criminal man himself endorsed this candidate. Don't vote right, for him.
3: Right. Oh my God. Ugh. So ugly. I mean, there's also the possibility that um, if they funded. MAGA candidates, which is like smarter than I am used to Democrats being, but <laughs> <laughs> they they also would know if there's any dirty linen because they have to do opposition research, right. you know, and, and they uh, save it for October, And they save it for October, for sure. But I, I think it could be even worse. I, I think that they, there's an element of trying to provoke... Um, Republicans, especially Trump supporters, I think there are going to be very shocking images we're going to see, you know, with, and God forbid, I hope That's I'm right. wrong, and I have to be nonpartisan, so I'm saying this very carefully, but, um, I think we're going to see images of, like, the president in handcuffs, or the president right. uh, in a perp walk, or the president, mm. uh, behind bars, or some kind of highly iconic image. Um, and, and I think that the goal is to provoke, and we're going to get, and I'm seeing it already, a lot of, like, social media, like, um Whipping people's emotions up, instigators, infiltrators, and violence, mm-hmm. and that's and that will be a, a justification for a crackdown, state of emergency. You can't vote in person; you have to vote by mail. And then, of course, we know the vulnerabilities with
2: that. Yeah, oh, Trump sort of, trust that me to once. count
4: your votes for you. You guys, everyone, give me a piece of paper. I'll tell you what the what the
2: tally on it. was. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the argument. Uh, I, I completely agree with Ian that we have a proprietary company. We have a co- company with proprietary software code. In how our voting voting is handled, right. they should be public. Mm-hmm. I the- totally agree. I also think people should photograph their vote,
3: and we've offered a Daily Cloud. You can send it to us, and we'll create a you know a locked third party kind of wow. platform where you can mirror your vote, and and at least there will be a record of it.
2: What are your thoughts on January sixth? <sighs> a lot of them, huh? <sighs>
3: I mean, that's a very difficult thing to answer, partly because speech about January sixth is being criminalized. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I will just say that you know the rule of law is incredibly important, both, you know, to protect our institutions and also to protect the rights of people who are accused of crimes. And the other thing I will say is that very generally, America has a long history of infiltrators and provocateurs.
2: yep. <laughs> I remember watching a video a long time ago, I was out of Canada, where it was some leftist protest and there were three guys that were wearing what was very obviously a uniform. Like they were undercover cops and they were like, This is what protesters wear, put on a hoodie, jeans, and boots. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, Those three guys dressed the exact same and started throwing bottles. Right. You know, so we we hear a lot of stories like that. There was that story out of I think it was Minnesota where a guy shows up and smashes out windows and then leaves. I don't know exactly what what happened with that. But I guess the concern now is you know, with Ray Epps, I'm sure you're familiar with the Ray Epps saga. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy on camera telling people to go in the building, and now the media is calling him a victim. So you got a. Re- we, there was a report yesterday that uh, armed protesters were going to show up to Mar-a-Lago, and everyone immediately says feds because no, no, the right doesn't protest. Mm-hmm. They they almost never go outside. And and <laughs> what? what
0: uh, well, they go mean? outside, but not to <laughs> protest. Really? No, I, I mean
2: for <laughs> protests. Outside. Really? Yeah. So so, uh, but it's but it's obvious. If you live in a big city mm-hmm. where it's predominantly liberal, mm-hmm. it's really easy to walk outside and see other people who agree with you in march right If you live in a rural area, you could be you know between a hundred yards and 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 a and, and, uh, and ten miles from the nearest person. not easy to organize that protest and then where do you protest in cities? It's easy to walk from like town hall mm-hmm. to like the police station, yeah. But if you live in a big, unincorporated area, what, where are you going to protest? There's like you one stoplight. You're going to drive to D.C.? Right. What we end up seeing is protests overwhelmingly tend to be left or liberal. Rarely are they right-wing or conservative, though they do happen. Mm-hmm. So when you get people showing up armed and doing these right-wing protests, people just kind of roll their eyes like, what is going on? You know yeah. I mean?
3: I mean, to be fair, there were a lot of real people really in of course. D.C. to support the president. Well, I—, I that's, right, that's their right to show up in D.C. to support the president.
2: I think uh, what was it like two hundred thousand some odd people showed up to, to and then there was like eight hundred at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So they they demonize every single person who was in D.C. to see Trump speak, conflating. Watching a man talk with mm-hmm. storming into a building. And also, That's the really scary. Oh, and, and, part, and, and I right? must add, they conflate yeah. the people you. who stormed in the building with those who are let in by on the police. On the other
4: side of the building, it was a huge city block, that building. And the people on one side were breaking stuff. The other people were being let in by police. And they threw them all in detention. No, no, no. We let those people out, man. It's time for a great pardon. I don't care any of them. Joe Biden, dealings in Ukraine. He's sending his son on the board of an energy company in Ukraine. Pardon him. I don't what? want I'm yeah, done I mean, Hunter Biden. I'm done with going after people right Why? now, because if we try and persecute each other, it's just going to be passing it's, the football back not, and forth and back.
3: Ian, it's not persecution. It's justice. I mean, the, our, our, our system calls for a trial by jury, a trial by one's peers. People have to be accountable for what they've done.
4: Uh, we've supported the war machine for too long. We're all culpable.
2: Yeah, but Hunter Biden. Look, I'll put it this way. The January sixth defendants who have been locked up in like solitary that shouldn't be happening. I mean, they can be they can be under house arrest, They're not going anywhere. Did
0: you see what uh, Walkaway did at CPAC? They yeah, had like yeah, yeah. a cage with someone listening mm. to testimony Brent, the whole time. Well, it was Brendan Straka. Schra- He's great. You know,
2: so he, was, I think he was actually convicted. You know,
4: we yeah. we so villainous so look, as Americans. Yes, for too but look, long. look,
2: look, look. You can you can put Hunter Biden on trial. We don't got to throw him in solitary. You can put the January 6th writers on trial. You don't gotta put them in solitary. I would, I would absolutely respect them being like, look, you guys were violent, okay? House arrest until your, your, your court date and then you get charged, uh, based on the crime you committed. That, that's the reality of things. Hunter Biden? Yeah, we want an investigation into what he was doing in Ukraine and in China. I want an investigation into what the Joe Biden's relationship was and all of this, sharing phone numbers, sharing emails. I don't think we just say, you know, you, you you you're you're free to go. We're done. But I'll put it this way: I do agree, and I've said it before. When it comes to the January 6th defendants, a powerful move would be to pardon all of them as a sign of like we are seeking to end.
4: But it's got to be I mean, nonpartisan. I, I wouldn't I just pardon totally them. You got to pardon more than that. i I'm but I'm what, sorry. But, I don't no, mean continue, to be please. rude,
3: but I I so disagree with both of you about this. Um, God, where do I start? I mean, so I'm a survivor of a very bad crime when I was a child. And um, the people who suffer most when the rule of law is degraded are women and children. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing right now with defund the police and this movement its just crazy to defund the police or to let people, um, you know, commit a certain amount of shoplifting before they get arrested, as in Santa Monica, where I just was, or just the degradation of the rule of law, the rise of crime, is that it hurts women and children most. These, I, I don't want to, like, get drawn into details of January 6th, But I will say again that Kantian Imperative... We have to be against violence. We have to be against people breaking the law, whether it's there, whether it's the you know mercenaries who are beating truckers in Canada, that's violence. That's against the rule of law. Whether it's people being locked in solitary confinement, that's against the Geneva Conventions. That's against the rule of law. Like everywhere, we need to restore and make consistent the rule of law rather than abandon it, I believe.
2: But isn't there just a a, a, – I understand Ian's point. I don't know if I would go so far as to be like Hunter Biden's free to go. I maybe I'm a little biased when I say the January sixth rioters or protesters. But the idea there is if we keep doing a tit for tat, it's going to escalate and keep escalating. Like right now, you said the
3: right thing, Tim. You said like there is a, a code of penalties for certain laws. It's very cut and dried. I mean the law is a beautiful thing if you really look at it. You know, each person, not just there, but anywhere across the country, Antifa, everybody, you know, if they committed a crime, the crime will be in that state book of crimes, and there's a penal code, and they should... You know, be tried and sentenced fairly, or tried and acquitted fairly. Um, it's the politicization that's so dangerous. Why it, I
4: want to I want to pardon these people because one, it acknowledges that they did commit a crime. Right now, no one's acknowledging that Biden committed a crime, but I can see in like in a, in the position of power, James Clapper said we did not wittingly spy on Americans with the Prism program. We did. He did. He and his department wittingly spied on. America. He he committed perjury. Pardon him. Acknowledge that he committed the crime and pardon him. I, I agree. Because right now people are pretending like he didn't commit a crime. It's even worse.
3: But why not, um, like investigate
4: him and try him but i don't want to hurt these people i want to help the species
0: what you're describing seems like a political prisoner swap to me we're just going to keep trading back and forth <laughs> like oh well you this is a democrat or do something else, so here's a republican occasionally the green party is going to be like what do we do to like get someone like at the end of the day it doesn't seem as productive it sounds nice but i think ultimately you're right like we have rule of law for a reason we should indict people and investigate them and bring them to a fair trial, but just saying, well, like, we think maybe you did something, Hunter, but we can't prove it, but preemptively we'll pardon you so we can pardon these other people so later we can pardon him. Like, it just seems complicated and unproductive
4: to me. Jeez. I mean, the last two years have been horribly unproductive. It's like the United States is an abusive relationship beating each other, and there's a whole world out there that we're not paying attention to because they're too busy beating each other, and I'm tired of so, it. So
3: I totally agree with you about that.
4: So I, I suppose about the issue...
3: The divisiveness. Yeah, sorry.
2: You, you know, we, we all sit here, and I think... We've actually started paying attention, all of us, at some point, and we learned some interesting facts about what Joe Biden was doing. I see these memes on the left where they're like, Donald Trump committed 34 crimes or something like that, and it's like all made up. Like Russia Gate was fake, Ukraine Gate was fake, and they just make these stories up. These people are convinced they're seeking justice. Not all of them, some of them are just tribal. But a lot of them are like, Trump committed crimes, he has to be held accountable, and it's like, what crimes? And they're like, hey, but
4: he can't documents. Did you see that video loop? Rutkowski reposted today where it's like someone protesting outside of Trump Towers and they're like, we want him arrested for the provable crimes. They're like, oh, pro- what provable crimes? And he's like, provable crime? Uh, I, I got to stop the interview right now, actually. And it's the most awkward... This is freaking hilarious. I'm just uh, trying to find it. Going down, down, down. He there it is. Right That's that the <laughs> one, yeah. This is former really
2: funny. Wait, wait. I always got to fix the audio. Always oh, the audio. Yeah. I always got to make sure the audio is going to the people who are actually watching the show. I don't know what the concept... Is this is.
6: unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning into a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts? But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> oh, dear. Provable criminal acts. Well... All right, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. Yeah.
3: I'm done. Can, can I just say on on the left? I've had people do that, wave at me like I'm done. We're done. We're done. It's like where did that come from? When did that become a thing? You could just. Say, there, there's I'm weird, done. Go away. There's these
4: mind viruses around. You'll hear people talking right, and they'll say right after they say something as right. if they're asking you if what they're saying is correct. Wow. It's mm-hmm. like a, a cult. It's like a tribal cult recogn- recognition thing, like up speak. Right. I hear Rogan talking about. It oh, sometimes. I just did it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes if you ask someone something, and then you you make the statement right. Like, you're really asking, am I right? That's a different thing. When you, when you're just doing it to get people to agree with you, it's this weird insecurity thing. It started in like the last two years. Watch for it. It's amazing. I,
2: I wanna, I wanna play the game with, with this guy in this interview. I wanna, I wanna play too. So, uh, Trump's provable crimes. Um. I don't think there are any. There are not. I can criticize it, him for during uh, because during his administration the state department was advertising his golf resorts or his resorts and he did try to have uh, I, I believe the G7 at Trump Doral. Those were like things I was like, "Hey, whoa, man, you yeah. know." Mm. And then he backed to when he was like, "Well, I think I should do it." But uh crimes? Spare me. The quid pro quo with Ukraine. Let's play a game. Should Joe Biden be arrested for his provable crimes? Okay? Well, um I want to be sincere and get the nuance and the context correct. So I should say there should be an investigation into Joe Biden based on probable cause available to the public. Notably that I believe it was the Council on Foreign Relations uh, meeting. He was speaking publicly and stated that uh, he engaged in a quid pro quo with Ukraine uh, with Ukraine something that we we were told was illegal. So uh considering he admitted that he said to the president of Ukraine if you don't if you don't uh, uh, fire the prosecutor you're not getting a billion dollars, okay, right there impeached and or charged criminally. And that 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 that, that extends way to uh, to to a whole bunch of other issues mm-hmm. like um Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. Yeah. Is this uh, uh absolute malfeasance where it wasn't just a quid pro quo, it was him protecting his son's business interests. But then, of course, you know his son and he shared emails and a phone number. And uh, Joe Biden told the American people that he didn't know anything about his son's business dealings. And then we learned that actually there's a bunch of photos of him with his son's business partners, and they they, they actually do know each other. And that uh, Hunter Biden was flown on Air Force 2 to China to negotiate a private equity deal. Oh boy, the list goes on. All of these things that have not yet been investigated that we need to know about. And then the best part, Joe Biden engages in a quid pro quo with Ukraine, his son on the board of Burisma. And he says, you got to fire the prosecutor. And now as president, he is giving them billions of dollars. Doesn't that sound a little weird to anybody? So if I was standing there and I was like, we got a arrest of sitting president and someone said, what crimes did he commit? I'd be like, oh, boy.
3: I mean, Let crime, me line them yeah. up for you. Yeah, the crimes, I mean, everyone's got to read the laptop from hell, because that will yeah. shock mm-hmm. you with the abundance of criminality that's thoroughly documented there. Um Of course, you know, he's never been tried and convicted. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. But there's, as you say, massive, massive evidence of, of wrongdoing at a very huge scale. Um It's a huge national security problem. And this is what we really need to look at. Uh, Hunter Biden, and by extension, his whole family, the Biden family kind of acts as a criminal conglomerate uh, in terms of receiving funds collectively. um, He he received millions of dollars from a high-level CCP-related
6: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino. dot That's chumbacasino. dot
2: No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen
4: plus.
2: Wasn't it like $5 million? In, it, it I was don't remember a, the
3: exact amount, but it was, it was millions. And that doesn't happen without payback. And so now we've wait, got... Wait, yeah. Sorry,
2: just re, I believe it was a forgivable loan. Right, there you go. <laughs> I could be wrong, I could be wrong. Like a donation. Right, right.
3: right. Um, but look at our country. Again, look backwards. Reason backwards. We Our borders are open. Um, the, our children are being propagandized. Our Our cultural norms and history is being degraded are are you know the, the 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 two groups as you were saying Ian are being set against each other. Social media is deplatforming critics of this dominant narrative that is destroying the country. Um uh, you know images like worship is targeted. People are being arrested for holding you know for, for convening their churches and synagogues. Um so the CCP has a huge role in all of this and this is how they crush societies. This is in their playbook. I think it's a vast, you know, it, it is treason to accept money from, um to aid and abet our enemies. And it, I also read the description of what impeachment is, because that's what we do at Daily Cloud. And it takes a very low bar for impeachment. Um, high crimes and misdemeanors is a pretty low bar. So in every way, this is, you know, the the debt that the Bidens have to China is devastating our country. Um, and it is much more serious, uh, than, than the kinds of things that people yeah. have raised in the past about yeah, this I think guy I'm, who's been, oh, the last... sorry, the, uh, the, the president who, you know, even though I didn't like him, and didn't vote for him, um, had the FBI break into his house.
4: I, uh, I'm glad you brought up the CCP. I think a lot about, it. I don't like a boogeyman. I don't like creating a, the arch enemy that if we destroy them, we will, we will win and everything will be okay. That's not how it works, mm-hmm. but they are basically provoking an extension of the opium wars it's been going on for 120 years that's and now they're running fentanyl through mexico right up into the country totally right. giving it back to the to the liberal economic order what we did to them in the 1890s wow. we annihilated their their populace with with opium and it's point. the liberal international economy the lie the liberal international economy that's we're line. headed towards a new international economy the, the night <laughs> it is not. yeah and it's going to be either i don't know I mean, it's you, kind of yeah, up to you, us how it happens. Are you
2: familiar with Thucydides' trap? No. It's a concept um, that we talk about here ad nauseum, where uh, whenever a dominant economic power is about to be displaced by a rising economic power, typically, I, should say, I shouldn't say whenever, typically war breaks out. Oh, really? So uh, I, think, I think it was like within the past 500 years, there have been 16 instances where something like this has happened, and 12 of them resulted in major war. So the argument is that there are powerful interests in the United States trying to prevent war between the U.S. and China hmm. by crippling the United States and watching it collapse before a war can break out. So the idea is if two powers reach a similar level and they start competing for who's going to dominate, they eventually just destabilize them. But if the dominant power is being hacked away at mm. at the base and then mm. it just falls over, mm. phew, no yeah. war. And told, no.
0: look at Russia. Russia's bad. They're really bad. Yep. Let's more pay distracted. more attention to that. That well,
4: Russia propaganda was freakish in 2015 when it started. Was, that's, so, that's
0: such a good example of
3: how the people we know, and I'm going to say me too, got sucked into untruths. I believed that Trump was a Russian asset because I read the New York Times and I watched CNN. I believed it. I believed that he was in bed with the Russians in a way that was traitorous to our country. And now I know that all of that was nonsense, that the, the dossier was nonsense. But I didn't know that at the when time. When did you
0: start, because there are people who have the opportunity to look into this and choose not to because they're still part of, they still believe in the narrative so strongly. What changed for you?
3: Well, honestly, I'm always trying to be open-minded, and I didn't think that I was self-selecting out information that would have cut against it, but when you're reading the New York Times and watching CNN, there's such a repetition of um, the Washington Times is a cult paper, the Epic Times is run by cult members the you know they just dismiss every conservative or independent or libertarian outlet and so I was lucky. I married a libertarian, and <laughs> <laughs> Libertarianism <laughs> saves lives. Yeah. No, but I got exposed to where the lies were mm-hmm. um, and other sources of information. And then I met a lot of people producing the Epic Times or producing these other news, news sources, and they're very credible journalists. I think, I think libertarians and conservatives right now are doing, and you guys, people like you, are doing some of the only credible journalism remaining in America. Um, but I guess that's just to say I thoroughly believed the lie that Trump was a Russian asset. Hmm. What was
4: the moment that it changed? Um, That
3: is a good question. Uh, Well, I think that the the legacy media had to recently, like a few months ago, step back. I don't remember the evidence that emerged, but they stepped back and said, oh, sorry, that was a lie. And the dossier wasn't true either.
2: Um, Whoopsie. Yeah. But a lot of people were entrenched in it for years, and it's crazy that they still won't let it go. They still think so. I think... I I think it's actually quite simple. There's a bureaucratic state. Civil servants who are appointed, who are not elected, have an agenda. They don't care who the president is. Donald Trump is an arrogant blowhard. So when he got elected, he just said, excuse me, no. (laughs) And would not listen to what they they insisted of uh, of him. And so they had to get him out of the way. That's it. I mean, you look at his administration so dramatically different from the Mm -hmm. previous administrations. In my lifetime... I am 36. I've seen not nearly as much as most people, I think, in this... Well, I shouldn't say most because I don't know what the demographics are, but many people in this country who are older than me. I think majority of the country are older than me. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, my point is, we get Obama promising hope and change. And it blows up kids.
1: Huh.
2: Great. Mm-hmm. Then you get Donald Trump. Yeah, he does bad stuff. Like it, it, Missile strike in Syria, drone strikes, but no new wars. Pulling our troops out of the Middle East, pulling our troops out of Syria, yeah. trying to bring peace to the Middle East, the Abraham Accords... Negotiating the deal in, I think it was, uh, was it Kosovo, Serbia, or something like that? Then you had um, Kim Jong Un in North Korea. He crossed into the DMZ with no security, in a tremendous wow. sign of peace and leadership. I mean, it was shocking to me that he did that. Right. They could have just snatched him up, right. taken the U.S. president, got one of. They could have done a lot of stuff. They could have gripped his hand and held it tight and said, "You're going to give us a million dollars, aren't you?" Or, or, or any nonsense right. like that. They just shook his hand and then he left. It was so dramatically different, his foreign policy than I'd seen mm. in such a long time, mm-hmm. that it was very clearly in the way of the war machine and the establishment politics of this country.
3: Yeah. Well, I think you're completely right. And just each one of those, it's so embarrassing, but each one of those huge achievements, which I really didn't credit till pretty recently, um, was dismissed and derided by the legacy media.
2: I, I have to stress this every opportunity I get. When Donald Trump went to the DMZ, the demilitarized zone in the Koreas, and he met with Kim Jong-un, the media said he was ponying up to dictators and it was bad and he was causing problems. The president of the United States, Mm, with no security detail, entered an enemy nation. The war with North Korea is still, there's still a war. The war did not end. And Donald Trump crossed crossed into North Korea shook hands with Kim yeah. Jong-un, smiled and waved for photos, and then walked back. Oh. And I was just watching this shocked, like, whoa, dude. Yeah. I mean, this is this this oafish, <laughs> bl- blowhard reality TV guy right. just risked his life right. in, a, in a sign of peace. Yeah. And the media just crapped all over him for it. And I was just like, dude.
3: Yeah. Or, or how about this one? Uh, we lefties really hated the war in Afghanistan. We really hated all those wars. That was the war machine. Yep. Embarrassing to acknowledge President Trump actually brought our men and women home. You know, he, he scaled down the war machine. Um, no, No one gave him credit for that on our side of it. I guess what I would say for the record though is as a survivor of sexual assault, the way he spoke about women was Catastrophic and I could not bring myself to vote for someone who was so dismissive about sexual abuse. It's that simple. Maybe that was short-sighted of me, but I kind of shouldn't have to. He should have you- had advisors saying, look, just talk, you know, apologize, you know, talk about it compassionately, say you've learned whatever, say you will try harder in the future to not be, you know, horribly abusive or describe women in horribly abusive ways or describe sexual assault. This, this is you, when you realizing- said.
2: This is when he was like, when you're famous, they let you, you know. Yeah, but
3: even his apology, apology afterwards was very, very dismissive. And I think that was a very painful moment for, you know, the 33% of women who've been sexually abused before they were 18 and the 17% of men. Um, and, and it was so hard for me personally to get over that. This
2: is what I think a lot of the really diehard Trump supporters need to pay attention to. I, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of them that, that, you know, they'll say like, don't care. It's funny. It's awesome. I'm like, I, I, I can appreciate you think it's funny and it's no problem. Like I, I hear Trump and I laugh. I, I, I do appreciate him being strong and aggressive. I'm just trying to convey when I got into a car, I was going to Glenn Beck's studio and the driver was a Mexican immigrant who came to America and, and became a citizen. And he said, yeah, man, I love Trump. I just wish you would stop saying that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Trump does get a lot of people by being aggressive. But he could make some moves that would retain that while also being more appealing to run-of-the-mill people who don't like that abrasive language.
0: I remember one of the criticisms he got all the time was that he wasn't presidential enough. He wasn't dignified Mm. enough. Mm. And while that is a little bit different from what the comments you're pointing out, I do think in some ways some Trump supporters doubled down. They like that he has these rough edges and they like that he doesn't sound the way Obama sounded and he doesn't sound the way career politician Biden sounds or sounded – man Lo- I, I, I can agree that like his language around certain topics could be better i would not like to be the advisor to try and corral trump into changing his speech patterns <laughs> but i th- i mean i think republican or conservative voters are willing to embrace flaws or at least uh pick and choose flaws differently i think some of the hang up with a lot of especially young liberals that i know is that it has to be absolute mm. like We're, there cannot be any sins and right. that's ultimately completely unreasonable well, who
3: on the like who among you has no sin right, right? who are they going to find from their side of the aisle
2: who has no sin to run for office right, right. i guess they don't have to worry we
3: about it. they really have themselves. to be
0: hidden enough right we right, have to right. not let them surface right.
2: i think the left um, has a tendency to just scream lie to me please <laughs> but what i mean by that is They would prefer Hillary Clinton, who sounds correct. I mean, uh, well, let's be real. They didn't want Hillary Clinton either. Everybody (laughs) kind of groaned. But they would prefer Barack Obama's charming, big old smile, lying to your face and blown up kids. Yep. If it made you feel good. He says, plug your ears, kids. Just plug your ears. Everything's fine. Blow them up. Whereas Donald Trump is the opposite. I loved it. One of the greatest moments in American presidential history was when he's outside, like in, in he's outside the White House on the Rose Garden or whatever, and they ask him about Saudi Arabia, and he goes, "We're going to sell a bunch of weapons to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's going to be great for our economy." And then all the anti-war left was like, uh, "He just said it. He said it. He just completely admitted what they've never admitted—that we're just selling weapons to make money to bolster our economy." And Trump just said it, and I was laughing. The Intercept called him the most honest and dishonest president of our lifetime, Wow. or or, or, or of the United States or whatever, and I was just like. The funny thing is, Trump lies about things that are dumb, like his ego stuff. Like, mm. no, I didn't say that. You can't say that about me. But then he just openly admits all this crazy stuff. Like, we're going to keep the troops in Syria for the oil. We like the oil, folks. <laughs> right? The oil is good. It's like what? I know.
3: <laughs> but in retrospect, Jeez. I mean, with all of those flaws, I mean, it was it was peace and prosperity. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you vote for him in twenty twenty? No. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but you know,
3: the administration I voted for colluded to silence me with. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it didn't work out that well.
2: Let's, let's, let's talk about media manipulation and lies. Cause, uh, you know, I want to say I'm shocked by this story, <gasps> but I'm not shocked. I, my, I, I was, I mean, I was kind of shocked. Okay. The New York Post. Biden White House claims U.S. has zero inflation despite annual rate rem- remaining at 8.5. What? Joe Biden actually said inflation last month, zero percent. And I was like, what? Inflation's at 8.5. It's insane. It's really really bad. Anyone who's going, you know, trying to figure out their finances right now is 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 probably freaking out about this. Totally. You know what's scary? People are going to believe this and you know what this is? The definition of a recession, the colloquial one, is two 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 consecutive quarters of of negative economic growth. Bill Clinton said it in, you know, 2001 or whatever, and the viral video from C, uh, from C-span people are posting. And uh, the UK considers it that. And all of a sudden, they're like, no, actually, that's not the definition of a recession. So uh, we're changing it. So they're saying the technical definition is actually quite different. So now we're not going to use that. This is what they're doing here. Technically, Joe Biden is correct. Axios reports, inflation drops to zero in July due to falling gas prices. Wow. And what? That's not true. It's 8.5%. Oh, my
0: gosh. I don't think you understand. (laughs) Do you ever play games with little kids, and they make up the rules, and then we start winning? They change the rules? Yeah. Right. Right.
2: So what they're saying now is month-to-month inflation was zero. Oh, my gosh. Right. Inflation is is calculated on a yearly basis, and they decided to change the way they calculate Mm. it so they can report, and Biden can lie and tell you there's no inflation.
0: And every headline can say no inflation, zero inflation under Biden, and they leave out all the details because they know you're scrolling, you're not actually reading the article. Mm -hmm. The The only thing they need you to get to, quote, is the headline That's
4: educate true. me here 8.5%. Does that mean every year there's from, going to be an 8.5% increase from this the, time last year till to this month? It has increased by 8.5%. Yes. And he's saying last month it was 8.5%. This month it's still 8.5%. So, it's so zero. there's right. zero exactly, Unbelievable. <laughs> but it went up and then back down. So they're saying it didn't change. It's cha- so amazing. You know, it's not the but then the other, the other issue is it's that it's still 8.5%. Like,
2: but food cost is still way up, gas is still way up, all of these things are way up, but gas went down a little bit. So, so the funny thing is, you also gotta understand what it means to, for there to be inflation, there to, for there to be no inflation month to month. If the, 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 if gas is skyrocketing, and then it goes up from, you know, $2 to $5, and then it drops down to $4.50, they will say inflation is at zero, down. <laughs> even though it's massively up, Oh my because it went down just a little
3: bit, just a you know,
2: teeny little bit.
3: But this administration plays with numbers all the time. I mean – I'm sorry. This administration plays with numbers all the time, and they, they really condescend to the American people because mm-hmm. they count on us to be innumerate or not to know how to read a chart, not to notice. I think that's why – legacy media is kind of losing
2: hemorrhaging viewers and alternative media is is booming and that's why censorship is so important because they have to try and stop that but but i do have to wonder man does it really matter i think the democrats maybe you know i'm imagining they're all like sitting around the consultants and like the dnc or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like you know we've tried really hard to convince half this country Why don't we just convince the stupid people? (laughs) That's so much easier, and you don't need to spend as much money. So now they're doing things that, to us, it's like brazen. Inflation is at zero? Mm. What are you talking about? It's calculated on a yearly basis. How many people right now are going, inflation is zero? Uh, Actually, inflation is zero. (laughs) You're wrong. Here's Axios. They said it's zero. And you're like, ugh. How do you... How do you even, even negotiate or argue or compromise with that?
0: I feel like it's just a desperate move, right? We're getting so close to midterm elections that they're like, we're not going to win everybody. So we've just got to get a couple here to try and, try and ease our way into a victory.
2: I said November was going to be fun. Ooh. October is going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Like, okay. So we've been swatted, uh, now nine times since January and plus we've had other security issues. When- you, this, Group has been swatted yeah, nine yeah. times. SWAT nine. teams come. I'm sorry, into your they did not tell you that before
0: you got came so, on the show.
3: Okay, right. I thought
2: it was uh, like a metaphor, a figure of speech. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, after the first, like I think two or three times, it was no longer like multi-jurisdictional armed groups coming oh to the gosh. house. The first time it happened, it was bad. Like guns drawn. What
3: had you done?
2: We're, we had Marjorie Taylor. It's a on media the show.
4: company. Me- they, they build walls around Paramount because people obsess with media. Right, it's too right. accessible. Right. Right. So. Uh,
2: we 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 we've we've had all of those issues, and I'm like, yo, guys. If, if he, thought, he thought it was crazy. Wait till October, right before. Isn't it quite traumatic to be
3: swatted one time, let alone multiple times? The
2: first time, you know, they actually came guns drawn, and <gasps> well,
0: we Tim was on air.
2: We, oh we were we we on air, and the cops like come to the door, and I'm like, what is going on? And they're like they're like come out. And I'm like, I'm not coming out. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Good lord.
2: But after that, they would come and do a sweep, and then apologize. And now they're uh, harassing you. Well, not the police. Right. The police are instructed to come for every call. I see. So people are threatening you and they come to protect you. People call the police and then make a fake thing like I am, you know, I am Someone's a crazy person you. And, gotcha. and so the cops are like, okay, okay, Wasn't there
0: just a Twitch streamer who got shot during the, the streamer was swatted and they got shot during? Shot? That? I don't know Yeah, about that. hold on, I'll look it up, but
2: No, there was a there was a uh, two guys who were like fighting. Mm-hmm. online, on like Call of Duty. And then one guy said, here's my address, do something. And it was a fake address. And when the cop, so the guy swatted the address and when the cops showed up, the resident had no idea what was going on, opened his door, walked out with his gun and the cops shot and killed Ugh. him. Yeah. God. So, so anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to harp on too much of that stuff. My point is just that as we head into October and mm-hmm. November mm-hmm. with the midterms coming up, you are going to see the craziest balls to the wall shenanigans all over the country. And uh, October surprises. If you think there's just going to be one. No, no, no. You're wrong. It's going to be just everywhere. It's like yeah. photos are going to come out like you were mentioning. Weird photos. There's like they're, they're claiming now that Alex Jones sent nudes to uh, of his wife to Roger Stone or something what? like that. Like all of the weirdest things you can ever imagine. They're going to throw everything at the wall and hope it's I'm, I'm looking yeah. at
4: the deep fix. Get ready for deep fix. I think that did you see that Biden video where his eyes are open the whole time and they're pure dark black circles it Looked like a deep fake. I'm a not going It looked like a deep fake. I, you, I couldn't tell, but it didn't, what, what look mean? real. it didn't blank. He talked oh, in a of him. real low voice. It was really weird. Uh, I think they just gave it him drugs. uppers. The world of deep fakes is now mm-hmm. be prepared. Do not believe what you see at face value unless it's coming at you, charging you, and it's a bear. Then, I, you know, I, I, I think they it. just gave Joe Biden a bunch of uppers. Mm. Like I, I'm and having a hard time believing. Like, he's like, listen here. <laughs> Until the Man. point where it's not that I disbelieve what I see. I just don't believe it. Yeah. And that could be very dangerous if it's an emergency. Like if the boy has cried wolf many times. And now you're here, Naomi. Wolf. Hello, welcome. <laughs> do you have faith in the Republic? Uh, generally? In the American Republic, do you have faith of its survival?
3: Oh God, that's such a difficult question. Are you you really want the answer? Yeah. I think that we are at serious
2: risk of devolving into civil war.
4: Hey, you I a- agree
0: stole Tim's line. I thought going to steal Tim's slogan.
3: There's
2: like <laughs> a, they, they say in the chat they're like every time Tim
4: says Civil War drink. What steps would you oh, We talk about it kind of a lot. Oh
3: forgive me if I'm echoing you and I did not realize.
4: <laughs> no we it. agree. Look how much yeah. you guys
3: have in common. Yeah, yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah. To
4: advise a, a circumvention of that what would you what are some gifts you would impart?
3: I. These are my gifts. Um. It, Social media and digital platforms, uh, you know, can be very empowering, but they're also a way to surveil and manage human communications, as we've discussed. There's, we're, we're messaged that the things people do together are like low tech and second rate compared to digital tools, but in fact, It's incredibly sophisticated, a room full of people talking to each other, or an auditorium full of people with a speaker talking to a giant group, or a protest, or a march with a bunch of human beings um, talking and sharing, or a movement where people are singing and marching and praying together. Um, So I would say to everyone, the best thing you can do is get off your screens and get into rooms with other humans and have fellowship with them and Feed them and be fed by them and fall in love with them and, you know, disclose your heart to them because it's only those revolutions that really are peaceful and survive. And that's also a very uh, sophisticated way to communicate information because it's hard to hack the human brain yet. It's hard to hack a room where people are having a cocktail party or a potluck or praying together or singing together. Um, and, and we've forgotten that we can gather, like, look at what happened in this in this country before digital technology, you used to have whistle stops where people would talk to a thousand people at once or, you know, all the great movements, the women's movement, the labor movement, the civil rights movement, the abolition movement. These happen in person, in real life. So my great blessing to all of you, even if it feels weird, if you've been on screens your whole life, is to, you know, leave the screens behind for a lot of time and fall in love with other human beings.
2: We've got a a project we're working on. We're going to be opening up a physical location where we're going to have gaming. Uh, so we'll we'll have like a Magic the Gathering, D&D. We'll have card games. We'll have board games. We'll have coffee probably, maybe sandwiches or something like that. We'll have skating stuff as well. Love it. But the plan is, with this space, Saturday mornings, uh, we're going to do Saturday morning cartoons, where the idea is you don't really have Saturday morning cartoons anymore because no everything's VOD on demand digital. But when I was younger, we'd wake up on Saturday and watch the cartoons. So we can have families come. You bring your kids to hang out and watch good family content that is approved by the families. None of this weird stuff they're making for kids. There will be like a a breakfast buffet and parents will get to interact with each other. And the idea that I was having was there's a lot of people that don't go to church. Mm -hmm. Church does provide some kind of something similar. It it provides community. So what can we do to bring more people Hey, come hang out Saturday morning. Something to do with the family. We're going to have pancakes. We're going to have waffles, eggs, sausage, bacon. Some some vegan and vegetarian options. Coffee, milk, orange juice. The kids will watch cartoons. Everybody will eat. We'll all learn from each other, meet each other, and we'll hang out. That's Beautiful. what you got to do. Beautiful. Beautiful.
3: I love it. I love it. And when people actually encounter each other, they realize there's nothing to fear. You know, overwhelmingly, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. people will meet who. Are, think they're across a political divide and they'll have a conversation and realize like you're not a weirdo you're not a monster um, our kids are playing together
4: It's yeah. I, I kind of like it when someone gets heated and then you still listen to them and you're still kind of even more bonded afterwards right because you chose to listen to them yeah and not like shut them down before they got too angry Isn't or whatever you're, yeah I love it
3: my My best learning has come from talking to people I think I'm going to completely disagree with. I don't know why people are so scared of it. It's so exciting to hear what someone has to say who totally sees the world in an oppositional way to one's own thoughts. Like, how exciting is that? It's, yeah. You learn so much.
4: Yeah, We used to chat roulette, and I'd come up on people from China and talk to these Chinese people. I don't know if they're behind the iron chat curtain. Chat roulette, you know. That's yeah, awesome. chat roulette. You just hit cha- like roulette, and then you randomly roulette with another. Sometimes it's like you know a little bit pornographic. No one in China. go
0: on there. That's a bad idea. Yeah, I haven't been on
4: chat roulette in a while, but great functionality. And it was I would like to hear from them now. Yes. I want to know what they're experiencing from the Chinese point of view. It's wow. important that we.
3: Well, they won't be able to tell you the truth if they're based in. China. China, but you you should stay in contact with them. I should add to that beautiful scene of people having pancakes or having potluck or talking to each other. We also need to know where our food is coming from. I just my husband and I just bought a quarter of a cow oh, from a cool. local <laughs> local farmer. Now we have to freeze her, but I expect um leading up to November. Uh, shortages in food, uh, sh- uh, cyber attacks, um, uh, power grid outages, uh, all kinds of things to destabilize and scare people. It's, and we need to def- be able to defend our homes. As it's
0: well. another reason to know your neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. You're the internet community that you build yourself can be great, but no one is going to come help you if, let's say, a tree falls on your house or, Absolutely. you know, you need something in the middle of the night, right? You need to know and invest in the people who are physically around you because ultimately they control or they influence the environment you're in. And yeah. that is more important than the environment you build for yourself online because that is contrived.
3: Yes. I would add to that um, there's so much nonsense about gender, right? Which I did not intend. I, I didn't do it. Didn't mean mm-hmm. it. Okay, right meant, sure. Right? I really didn't. I was never that kind of feminist. Um, but we, we need men. You know, we need women. We need men. We need people of all genders, obviously. But when things fall apart, and I thoroughly expect institutions will fall apart, um, you know, grids will fall apart. There's going to be chaos leading up to November and after. That's what they want. But clearly, you're, 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 we need men as well as women.
2: But you think in the next few months, we're going to see this stuff like yeah. food shortages, grids. We're
3: seeing them. I predicted this. I predicted food shortages in it in, in, uh, starting in probably January of this year. And it was a time of great abundance and we hadn't had empty shelves. And now we have food shortages. You know, we, yep. there, people are going to be cold. They're cold in, they're planning on people being cold in Europe because the supply lines. The gas, are the, the fuel prices exactly. are through the
2: roof. I, I periodically will do shout outs for safeandreadymeals.com. That is not literally a shout out, but I do want to mention it because uh, I often bring up, I was mocked by many on the left for promoting emergency food supplies. They, 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 I, I, it's confusing to me.
0: Why? Why would they not be like, cool, you want to be prepared? Have a good time. But well, that's the
2: crazy thing is a, that.
0: It's
3: it's a right wing extremist thing to,
0: to to think ahead to think
3: about your future. People
4: think it's fear-mongering and he's trying to make money off of scaring people, but dude, he's a realist. What is
3: the downside? It's like having a condom if you're sexually active. Right, it's like having just a first have aid some kit. food in your in your in your basement, and water. Or whatever, and water. But exactly. that's
2: the crazy. I'm like, as a first aid kit, like prepping. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, bro, it's well, like well, yes, one it thing is. of food. It's like you put but in your but closet. There's and you a huge
3: about class it. thing here, right? Like upper middle class people have first aid kits, so that's okay. But once you get into freeze dried meals, you know somehow people like us don't have freeze dried hamburger
4: meals. helper. Same thing. Dried lentils, man. Yeah, dried lentils are okay, right? You're that's pretty really good I got
2: Ian makes a mean lentil stew I'm
4: gonna do it mm, so have they come tomorrow. around the bread's gone
3: have they come around yeah, like really do, does it. the left
2: you know see the
4: no. point
3: of ready meals
2: they they, they, they you like uh, this guy I knew like a friend of mine started making fun of me and he was like oh look at this loser because he was like trying to earn points on the internet by bragging on me and I'm like dude my whole thing is like why would you need emergency food uh, because there was a flood recently right. that was really bad and it shut the roads down and people had trouble getting food and it's not perishable so if your fridge goes out or whatever, you have a set amount of food that'll last you two weeks or whatever. It's just right. Same as you'd have a first aid kit or a jug of water. Right. But they, they think it's just, it's anti-tribal. It's outside of their tribe. So anyone, but look, I literally don't care, man. Right. When, when, You're going to have the food. <laughs> I'm going to have food. I got chickens.
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw. They're awesome. And those
2: chickens make food for me. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, they eat yeah. bugs. They'd feed too, but you know, if we wanted to, we could do the the bug thing. What you do is you put wood down, and then every morning you move the wood, and the bugs all run out. The chickens eat them. But look
3: at look at what we were taught to mock, right? I'm looking back at 30 years of liberal mockery that I internalized. You mock survival. You mock masculinity. You mock you know the idea that someone's a woman and a mother. Not to criticize any other genders or sexualities. You mock religion. You mock uh you know tradition. You mock history. And who wants that? Our adversaries want that. And and now I look at like, you know, the influence their influencers that that our adversaries send to skew people like your friend and to to say to them, hey, it's really stupid that your friend has ready meals. Well, who does that? Whom does that serve? People want to drive us into the ground and have us hungry and disempowered. Yep. It serves them
2: because when when everything does fall apart. These people are going to rush to the city center, get on their knees and say, save us. Exactly. And they're going to say, oh, the
3: quarantine camp has food. Come on in.
4: Yeah. I had a vision last night of I was walking like on horseback riding by people that had been devastated by starvation, just looking at me as I'm riding by. Like you see in the movie where the noble goes through the village that's Mm. been torched and they're just like looking at the people and the people don't even have energy to grab at the horse. They're just like laying there the horror that of the person that's never seen it face to face that just struck me like lightning last night it was terrifying wow. i
0: feel like there's a segment of culture that tells you and i don't want to be too mean to the liberals but i do think it's sort of uh, a more left left leaning perspective that says like you should live for than now and you should be self-indulgent hmm. and you should think about this whereas a lot of conservative people who are brought up in more conservative homes are taught mm-hmm. like you should plan for the future right, and right. that involves everything from saving money like tithing to your church is something that a lot of conservative parents teach their children but also hmm. like think about if you want to have kids in the future and how that will affect you whereas there's a different segment of culture that is like it's all it doesn't matter you just have to do what feels good mm-hmm. in the moment we have to be self-indulgent we have to think um in terms of immediate pleasure and in and ter- in, in not in long term right. uh, happiness and that's i think the same segment that says like why would you buy meals to be prepared like being prepared is not an immediate thing being prepared mm-hmm. is something forward thinking
4: it's that rental society people are like i don't want to get locked into an area so i'm going to keep renting i don't want to i don't want to commit
0: to a community that i would have to invest in and get to know my neighbors mm-hmm. i want to be able to be transient and have uh the idea that i'm always free because I can pick up and move at any time, but ultimately I'm detached and I'm lonely.
4: Right, it yeah. is a sort of right. freedom, like to have all your all your music digitally in, on Spotify. You don't have to carry around your CDs, which are fifty pounds. But if the power goes out, that's the, like you 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 had all that rental that's right. not there. Now. Well, I mean, if, if the power goes out, you can't play CDs either. Right, you know. and Spotify's
2: yeah, going to yeah. take out the songs but that
0: are not correct anymore that right. have words we're not supposed to say. you Hand need to buy the vinyl, yes.
2: yeah, there yes. you go. That's forever. I got I got some vinyl. I have like fifteen some good classic rock Some I th- good smashing I pumpkins. think an
3: element of what you were saying is, as well is um, we on the left are trained to trust the government mm. and
2: not given a message of self reliance <laughs> Sorry about Surprise. that no, that's know. too I sad know. It's I really don't it's like catastrophic.
3: that I know I don't But
1: I
2: don't but, know but, how but, we got but why into like that. punk rock man like I know when was I grew that up, you guys? It was like don't trust it was the, the, yeah was at yeah, you guys I know <laughs> now it's really funny you know so I when I was younger I listened to the offspring they're like my favorite band so I'm a little kid my mom played folk stuff and three dog night, and whatever, and it's cool. Then all the kids in the neighborhood were listening to rap and hip hop. But then some other friends of mine were like, listen to The Offspring. And then I was like, oh cool, you know, it's pop punk. It's not, you know, not nearly the same, but they're supposed to be a punk band and they kicked out their drummer because he didn't get vaccinated. You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, they fired him after 14 years because he couldn't get it. He had his doctor recommended against it over a risk to, uh, of Guillain Barre syndrome that they oh, believe God. he had. And so he was like, the doctor says no. And they're like, you're out. And they they were like, look, you're not going to be able to play these venues that have the mandates. And it's just crazy to me because I'm like. They didn't resist at all. They Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't put up a fight at all. And not even that, right? If it were me and I said, we're going to go to a venue. And I mean, I got to be honest. If it were me, I'd be alike. Then I don't do the show. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell each and every one of my fans, if he doesn't come, I don't come. Because imagine if like, imagine it, it was the 50s and this band was going to play a venue, and their drummer was a black guy, and they were like, we don't allow you know, your your drummer, he's black. They'd be like, well, I guess we have to fire you. No, I'd be like, dude, no way, then we don't go to your venue. Exactly right. But but anyway, it's like, where's the anti-establishment punk rock stuff? They're like, well, sorry, guy, you're fired. Here's the best part. One, they could have just said, we will not abandon you, dude. Mm -hmm. We understand your medical issue. The doctor is recommending you don't get it. This puts us in a bind. Mm-hmm. We want to play shows. We're going to get another drummer to tour with us, but you're, we're here, ready and willing to work with you for, for all the other stuff. We're not going to we're not going to leave you behind. Right. They could also have rehired him once the mandates were removed from these venues. They didn't do that. They didn't do that either. Yeah. So uh, Pete uh, Pete Parada is his name. He's uh, he's he's uh, been playing drums for us. He's an amazing person. I am. Uh, uh, oh, you hired him. Well, he's, he's he's doing a bunch of drums for a bunch right, of projects, right, but right. I absolutely, I'm like, dude, it would be an honor and a privilege. He's so good, right? I believe he's it. Yeah, so we just awesome. we just filmed a music video with him, yeah, and uh, it was he's, he's just he's, he's so good, majestic. This is a true story.
3: I mean. How is it different from, from Ella Fitzgerald? How is it different from African American artists who were not allowed to sing at Carnegie Hall? It's I, exactly the same.
2: And I want to stress this to people because I know they're going to be like, oh, you can get the, the vaccine. His doctor said no. You're, you're, you're but saying also, like. Also,
3: hello, my body, my choice. I've believed I know, in my body, my choice since <laughs> I was fifteen. It's nobody's right. business whether is, he
0: gets it or not, right? We it,
3: have sovereign yeah. autonomy. He but,
0: doesn't have to justify it.
3: He exactly, just, he
2: doesn't have but, to. Get but it. To, to even you know, uh, uh, circ- like to to, to um, go after any potential arguments they might have, when when if 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 you are unable to due to a medical condition, so you get barred from your you, you get fired from your job and barred entry. Like, imagine if there was a a business that was a venue and they said, no epileptics because we can't be responsible for you. It's like, dude, that's not okay, man. Mm. Like, we should be accommodating to people. So, like, I agree with that. That's a, that's a, that's a liberal position. These people don't hold any of these values. They're, they're like, whatever the machine says, we don't want to fight back. We don't want to be in the way.
3: Well, this was definitely one of the most shocking. I did follow the money in the bodies of others and, uh, vast sums are going to, I don't know if it went to this band. But vast sums are going to influencers all the way down to college level. I mean this FOIA of the CDC shows that they're thanking the social media groups for enlisting college influencers in you know their their goals of censorship and directing Sal- salesmen for pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> right, exactly. We, and, we, sorry. And, and even to churches and synagogues and little wow. social groups, I mean, tiny dance troops in the Bronx, they got money to go along
2: with COVID education, mm-hmm. COVID norms, including this kind of messaging. Did you see? We, we talked about this yesterday. The CNB, it was a CNBC article that said it was like pharmaceutical, uh, no, 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 it was invest, investment mm-hmm. firms, Goldman Sachs, I think, were saying, hey, curing diseases is like not a good long term revenue prospect. So, <laughs> I could it's guess. like confirming everything as I, I remember the left was very much like we don't trust big pharma because they don't cure diseases they treat symptoms so they mm-hmm. can make more money and keep you as a subscriber mm-hmm. and now they're outright just writing these articles and the left is like marching in lockstep along with big do pharma do you
3: understand because i don't understand this this is like
2: pure cult. hypnosis it's yeah. a cult it's a cult it's a cult if it and, was and they're like if you support trump you're in a cult i'm like Bro. No,
0: I think you're in the cult.
2: Yeah, yeah, like the people who uh Trump has has his his cult, you know, very diehard people. But like, where are they? Are they on? Are they on TV? Are they are they in in, in like where are they? There's like a handful of politicians I would say are diehard Trump, but for the most part, it's like there's libertarians, there's disaffected liberals, and there's conservatives. They don't they don't agree on everything, but they just think you're in a cult. So it's like not even about Trump.
3: Well, I'm I'm meeting a lot of conservatives and libertarians who aren't particularly supportive of President Trump, but who are horrified and, and homeless former liberals like myself, who are simply horrified at what's coming over the hill from the Biden administration and these allies and, you know, other sort of aligned world economic forum puppets all over the world, like Macron and Boris Johnson and so on. And, So I think it's kind of beyond left and right at this point,
4: right? Yeah, it's more economic for me. The Federal Reserve tariff—it bothers me. It doesn't terrify; it just bothers me that we've passively allowed a private company to run our economy for 120 years and knock, you know, knock us into depressions. It's insane. It's moronic. And we need to—we need to investigate the Federal Reserve. We need to audit the Federal Reserve. And if there's any malfeasance, repeal the Federal Reserve Act and take control of our monetary supply back. We're going to need to do a currency recall. It's the only way. We're going to devastate America's experience as the global currency that's inevitable it's happening whether we want it to or not right now we've already seen russia and china building bricks and these other their economy yeah uh and it's either we do it ourselves like ripping the band-aid off digging open the scab and getting in there with a bristle and some soap to cut out the black rot or it's going to kill us by poisoning our blood system so ron paul maybe yeah we it gotta hurts turn a sound currency but dig it open, man. If you, if you get black stuff under your skin, you gotta cut it open and dig it out. I mean, that's, you gotta very, take very control of your body. It, the United States <laughs> is our body. That's intense. Yeah, <laughs> I had to do that once. I was riding my bike down a hill and I had a basketball in my arm and I, and the basketball came out of my arm so I flailed and my foot got caught in my front spoke. I went flying over. Skidded across the gravel. And I had all this embedded gravel in my hand, so I went home with got some nail clippers and just cut oh. all the skin open, right, was washed right, it out right, with soap, right. and it healed like it's completely the- back to normal within like three days. It's not just this human
2: the Fed, body though. is crazy. <laughs> We've also got the Swift payment system. You got the IMF. might have been a week. You've got international. Yeah, the Bank
4: of International Settlements in right. Switzerland. It's a big. It, it's not a worldwide uh cartel, but it's it's a big one. Australia, England. United States are didn't three they, of the biggest. Did they they
2: boot Russia off swift? Did they do that or no? They yeah. did it first.
3: But they are, did. Aren't you guys saying two different things? You're saying go back to sound money, right? And you're saying get rid of the dollar.
2: No, no, no. He's saying the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve notes are there. Yeah, we
4: don't actually use dollars right now. We use Federal Reserve promissory notes. Oh. They lend us pro- they lend the American government a promissory note and then we they say, okay, now you pay have to pay us back this note at interest. And that's why all your dollars actually say Federal Reserve uh-huh. note on it because gotcha. it's like, private it's just, property.
2: It's a really easy way to explain it to people. There's five people sitting here right now. Imagine we were all trading amongst each other something of value, but one person was allowed to make the the, the, the money. They wouldn't have to do any work. They would just be like, I'm going to write myself. like I'm going to write right here that I have $5 and then sh- – Here you go. Give me your stuff.
4: I think what we could do is issue a (laughs) currency recall. So you say, you have two years. Every human on earth can give us, we'll say the American government, your dollars, and we'll return you a US uh, crypto token or something Mm -hmm. on a blockchain. And then there's going to be a diminishing return. You're going to lose 20% of whatever you give us.
3: You're supportive of digital currency?
4: If it's on a blockchain and uh, it's transparent, yes. If Mm -hmm. it's just a central bank currency where they can just make as many as they want, no we um, has but, such
0: a, like, stressed look uh, on her what, face. What's going to happen is we're going to have
4: to keep creating new blockchains with new tokens as we but here's expand. The, the issue with
2: digital currencies is it's all trackable. Totally. Everything you do forever will be it's, publicly... It's a plus and a
4: minus. No, it's a, it's a minus. I minus. mean, cash is key, for sure. Tracking
2: every transaction that well, person has made. I don't
4: advocate just... busting up localities that want to do their, their local... You know, we could have valence shells of, of tokens and currencies. Well, I'll, I'll say this. You
2: can... You know, put a, uh, have a Bitcoin, and then have a physical representation that you can trade. The, so no one knows which hands it exchanged. The value is just stored in. the in, oh, in yeah. account. So if you have like a cold uh, a cold wallet or something, and it's like got one Bitcoin on it, it doesn't actually move on the blockchain. If you hand the physical drive to someone and they bounce it around, so that's possible. Yeah, if
4: you could print something like in a on a just a a daily printer, like on a piece of like graphene paper that has like a code in in it, like a circuit in there that has the data of the token on it. That'd be cool. Or I mean, to put it simply, people could open a, a crypto
2: bank where they hold 100 Bitcoin and then issue, this represents one Bitcoin, but they never do fractional reserve banking. It's just, this is always redeemable for us for a Bitcoin. And then anyone can trade amongst themselves. That's the way money originally was. It was a, it was a silver certificate.
4: So when people turn their, certificate. turn their US dollars back in, they're going to lose a 20% of their money. But the wealthier you are, the more you're going to lose. The more money you give back The more of a percent is going to be taken out because we can't. We have to. We have to deflate our economy. You can't. We can't live with this amount of amount of worthless dollars in the system right now.
3: I am hearing that from a lot of people, including highly placed kind of hedge fund insiders. That the amount of money sloshing around that is imaginary is terribly dangerous. I was looking at
4: like the history of currency recalls, and they're not normally very peaceful for people. No, I imagine brutal. So if we could do it, if we could do it, I mean, the thing is.
0: Do you think we could? Do you think we could do it peacefully?
4: Yeah. Uh, Well, peaceful is kind of a general term, like what that means. You might have to, you know, people might suffer, but we could do it without instigating a war. All right. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share
2: the show with your friends? We're going to have that members-only show coming up for you at 11 p.m., and this one's going to be really good, spicy. It's going to be about the government and um, malfeasance. And issues that YouTube is none too happy with. But uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that and we'll read some of your super chats now. All right. Let's see. Moon Phaser says, I'm worried they trick Trump into a war with China. I hope they don't fool him into anything crazy if he becomes president in 2024. I don't know who they is. You mean like the establishment or the political class or whatever? I don't know. I, I don't think they'd be able to. Show, uh, Trump is very much like America first borders, no war. So we'll see. All right. Dalimar says, register to vote two months minimum before day. Mm, good mm-hmm. point. Day of. ID, pen, paper, hand count, national, state, and local holiday, absentee for deployed military only, all over excuses or reasons. Oh, well, don't care. Yeah, everybody should be make sure right now you're registered to vote. Right now. Yeah. And then uh, call, uh, what, what do you say, five of your friends and yeah. make sure they're registered to vote. Tell your buddies, like, hey, everybody. And that they're
0: going to vote. Right. That's the other part. Well,
2: the best thing is, I'm like, when it comes to election day, what you do is... You invite all your friends out to get pizza and beer, and then while you're driving, you stop at the voting location <laughs> of their area, awesome. and then be like, we're just going to run in real quick, make sure we vote, and then we're going to go and, and have wings and, and beer, and that's what we got to do it. I also believe that uh, um, Election Day should be a national holiday, yeah. and there yeah, should be one day as the Constitution prescribes. Intuitive Coder says, I like Ian. <laughs> Dude, Ruler, nice. Ruler of Star says I also like Ian. <laughs> oh, That's happening.
1: What's happening? Uh, can you good go over there?
2: there? I'm getting hot. but Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs>
1: That's great.
2: All right, we will grab. I want to try and find some uh some some good some good uh, Super checks. Yeah, this
4: last two sucked.
2: <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, people liking Ian. People. What do you what are you know? What? Joe Spinella says, Tim, you need to get former IRS agent Joseph Bannister as well as author of Income Tax Shattering, the myth Dave Champion on your show, both found there is no lawmaking 99, no lawmaking 99% of Americans. Dave alone hasn't filed for 24 years. Uh, I, but that's, I do not believe that's true. Excuse me. <laughs> there was a very famous what? case about Ed and Elaine Brown where a bunch of uh, government agents came and uh, arrested them because they did not pay their taxes. So pretty sure that's not true. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. What's uh let's grab some good questions. Always want to make sure we're uh getting the good ones. All right. Eve welcome says please have Naomi go through the 10 steps free societies are shut down. End of America was a warning ignored. Yeah, is, is, are they, is it really, really long and verbose or is it uh, easy enough to go through?
3: I'm actually Googling my article, but I will, I will <laughs> skip <laughs> over some. Um, so you start with a terrifying internal and external threat. As I mentioned, it can be a real threat, but hyped and exaggerated like the global war on terror or a virus that most people don't Came have from a problem somewhere. with. Exactly. Um, then you get into creating a thug cast, uh, then you get into creating a place outside the rule of law where prisoners are held like at your point about January 6th prisoners or yeah. Guantanamo in the case of the global war on terror um you create a surveillance society so people are spying on people or mm. you know digital technologies tracking people and then I'll skip ahead you know s- five, six, seven, eight, you start to criminalize speech, as you and I were discussing. Mm-hmm. You start to target um, key individuals uh, in the culture, which we're also seeing, um, you know, being people take being taken out, you start to create an environment in which people can't tell truth from lies. There's so much confusion, so much lying misinformation in the news, people just kind of give up. And then step 10 is, um, Suspend the rule of law, martial law, which most people don't even know we're at right now. Uh, many of your, maybe your clued in viewers do know, but most Americans literally don't know that President Biden extended emergency law in April because of the situation in Iran. I kid you not. Like, Mm -hmm. who's writing his material? But he keeps extending it in an open-ended way. And state by state, um, many states, 28 states are still under emergency law. And extending it, like New York State, my uh, tyrannical governor, Hochul, extended emergency law every 30 days. So we're we're there. We're at step 10. Wow. All
2: right. Shadow Cloud says, only a few years ago, she was pro-abortion up until birth. That is not
3: true. That they, is not true. Not true. That is categorically not true, and I really wonder why that's being, um, attributed to me. You I wrote- think they, It's they, because you're
0: a feminist?
2: Well,
3: let's hear more. They,
2: they say her Crowder interview has, uh, has her stance changed?
3: I literally strongly object to, um, something I didn't say being attributed to me. Um, I think that people should check their sources before they claim that people believe things they don't believe. And I refer everybody to an essay I wrote called Our Bodies, Our Souls in 1995, which is much syndicated, and you can find it anywhere, in which I explain my incredible unhappiness about the moral yes. um, angst and difficulties that arise with abortion after the first trimester. Mm-hmm. I do believe that for women to have any autonomy at all, we have to control our reproduction for the first trimester, the first 40 days in my tradition. I'm Jewish. You know, there are other traditions that allow for abortions in the first 40 days. It's not good. It's not happy. It's always a failure um, of something. But I do not believe in abortion after the first trimester. I don't.
5: Yeah, so I was noticing, this is something that I had wanted to ask you about, in 1995, you were saying that we need to call abortion exactly what it is, which is murder, and it does no in any service to call it anything other than that. Do you think that's a fair representation? Do you still think that?
3: Um, Can you repeat your su- your summary. I just want to make sure. So I, exactly I don't know. Right. Hopefully,
5: I've got the summary right. But my understanding was that you were saying it does no one any service to call it anything other than what it is, which is simply murder. I think you were probably referring to after the first tri- uh, trimester.
3: Uh, I said it's it's death. It's right. death of a being. I right. don't. Yeah. I don't know that I used the word murder. I'd okay. have to yeah. check. But Possibly. but I definitely the gist of that article was we pro choice feminists are lying when we use phrases like a clump of cells right. um and that and that it it has no moral integrity to say a 4 month fetus that we want is all oh look at the sonogram isn't it cute here let's frame the sonogram and a 4 month fetus that we don't want is just something to be you know flushed That's away right. or, or done away with and that I also, I love feminists for life. I love them because they point out that feminism for a hundred years before the second wave of feminism um opposed a- abortion and saw women's need for abortion. It's always an act of desperation, right? right. Who Maybe wants, no one wants to have an abortion. Yeah. No one I know has ever wanted, like you want an abortion rather than a baby sometimes in your life, unfortunately, not you, but many yeah. women I know, but but people aren't like, Oh how wonderful I'm having an abortion. But they Dennis, are now. I think that there well, is
0: now, a push yeah. to but make it like that. I, I don't it's think
4: yeah. people are like I want to get pregnant so I can have an abortion. Lena That's Dunham Dunham said that. Lena Dunham. Yeah, after oh maybe she meant no, it maybe not listen, but I don't think she really was like seeking it, it out. It, it, she never did. She might have said it she didn't do it. It's tribal cultism where they want to be a part of the of the cult. I mean, some little kids want to smash ants just to watch them suffer. So maybe right.
0: they also well, want to divorce but, you from the consequences of what an abortion is really like. I remember, I mean, Teen Vogue famously did this article where they were like, what to get your friend when she has an abortion? And it's like movies. So she has something to watch and Planned Parenthood enamel pins for her backpack oh, because God. they were able to provide her this important service. I mean, right. this is a publication which has become very uh left slightly radical mm-hmm theoretically is targeted at teenagers. What's a teenager? 13 to 18, 19, maybe at the most. I mean, they're encouraging young women to think of this choice as sort of this weird, quirky milestone. Like, you treat it the same way when your friend goes through a bad breakup. Bring her some ice cream and a good movie. I totally know what you're talking about
3: because the culture was even there when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And in high school, I remember that it was like, oh, you went to Planned Parenthood. Oh, no, you know, you gossip. And and Planned Parenthood, like, I love them in a lot of ways because they help, protect young women from getting pregnant, that is really important. But there was this kind of trivializing of the abortion or almost glamorizing of the trip to Planned Parenthood to have it done and the drama and so on. And I've seen that. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen, uh you know, websites aimed at saying that parents who want to know about their teenage girls being pregnant or choosing abortion or to have a say in it are coercive and oppressive patriarchs. And, mm-hmm. and, and really there's this glamorization of, of Taking over the teenager and, and, you know, getting her through this in a kind of cozy, cute way. And it's, mm-hmm. that's disgusting. But what, what I just wanted to share, because it was so new to me when I first heard about it, is that feminists for life have what they call a seamless web of life philosophy. They oppose, um, capital punishment and they oppose abortion. But they make the case that if we really had, and I wrote a substack about this recently, if we really had a pro-woman society, we wouldn't treat abortion the way we do now. We would have all kinds of support for young women who got pregnant. Mm-hmm. The women who most often have abortions are in their 20s, right? So what might we have? We would have maybe places they could go, you know, to bring their baby to term. We would have easy adoption. We would have mm-hmm. free contraception. We would have all kinds of real choices that don't drive young women into just this one choice. And they would be supported and, and you know, good nutrition and all the things that they need. And we don't do that right now. It's just either, you know exploit them as childbearers or exploit them as people to abort and have, then kind of trivialize have
2: you seen all the pregnancy centers that were attacked vandalized or firebombed terrible it's, it's crazy. terrible
3: it's terrible and i'm sorry i'm going to go further and say i think young people are having what i can only call i used to think people who talked like this were crazy right wingers but i do think there's a kind of evil kind of almost satanic satanic
4: satanic Uh, discourse
3: everybody drinks she said it yeah Yeah. do you say satanic no No, i'm just kidding i'm making up for you (laughs) thank
4: you yeah people call it black pill like if the people are really if they have etched in that they were overpopulated that kind of myth has been propagated whether or not it's real or fake myth it's a myth um it's a story that we have been telling ourselves that there's just this idea of like burn it all, you know, whatever. If if we're, if well, it's too much, then it's too much. I give up, kind of thing. There, which you could know, call evil or Alec- satanic.
2: Alex Jones says demons, demonic, mm. and he doesn't mean uh, to a certain degree. He doesn't mean literally these people are demons. He means figuratively these are like yeah. demonic individuals. Well, it's
3: demonic to say a a, a six month old fetus is is nothing. That's demonic.
2: I completely agree. Like your 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 position on it, it, it really, uh, I think exemplifies my family and how how we viewed it. I was always told growing up, it's never a good thing. It's always bad. But, you know, we don't like the idea of within a certain period, like the government coming in. But my family, urban liberals were like, at a certain point, like you're just killing a baby. You know yeah, what I mean? Seriously. These days, you know, they're, they're cheering for it. It's terrifying. So when we had on this progressive guy, progressive guy in your seat, me here and Christian, a Catholic conservative, Seamus Coughlin, who wants abortion banned in all circumstances across the board. And he wasn't even arguing. It was me and the progressive guy arguing, and he was calling me right wing. And I'm like, bro, I'm pro-choice. like I'm like traditional pro-choice. And I think you've crossed the line. But he was like, the woman can choose at any point to terminate the baby. Even at nine months, w-
3: but what is this going to do? Like, why not then kill neonates? You know, why not then kill? They, 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 have you seen?
2: Injured, injured, did you see? Uh, have you seen uh, Governor Northam in Virginia? Totally, or, and former I've governor. Like,
3: there are two state bills. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. I thought again. I thought the right wing crazies were making it up, but then I read the bills, mm-hmm. and I have uh, this wonderful um editor, uh, Kate Malgoza, who's in her twenties, who did a breakdown of one of these bills. They let you let the baby die, both in Washington State and in Virginia, in, a month mm-hmm. after well, like, birth.
2: V- Virginia. I don't know if they passed it or I think they tried to. I think it failed. But Northam was like, you'll resuscitate the baby and make it comfortable and then have a conversation about what to do. And I'm like, what? Like I, I, he was trying to make a point about viability or like deform or whatever. But bro, if the baby is resuscitated and alive, there is no circumstance. You know, I I can understand a circumstance where it's like, we can, we can, we can, we can help it live for five minutes and it's going to die. And that's probably cruel. It's another thing to out, to outline in law. A viable baby that can survive on its own can be killed.
3: Oh, and it says that like, the bills say that.
2: Yeah. They do. Um, the Democrats so tried, uh, tried passing that nationally, and Manchin was the one right. who blocked it.
3: But, but who did that? I mean, people have to remember their history. Nazis did that. Oh, the Na- yeah. Nazis did that from mm-hmm. 1930 to 1933. Before they were in power, they did what's happening to especially people your age or your age I should say they they progressively eroded the idea that there was any sanctity to mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and you know you start with the um mentally ill they're you know useless yeah. eaters their life unworthy of life then you move on to the da-da-da-da-da. okay it's 1938 we go after the jews okay it's you know 1942 we feed them into ovens this is a progression and i mean cannibalism like people are telling me oh yeah there's this Cannibalism thing in pop culture. I'm like, yep. oh, come on, really? The New York Times. And then there it is. Yep. Or, you know, there are these satanic <laughs> images in pop culture. I'm like, come on, really? That's I mean, you so guys silly. are crazy Christians, whatever, but there it is, you know? <laughs> and so miss. this is really happening. And, and I think it's intentional because effort goes into drafting those bills. You have to pay right. lawyers to draft those bills. Why are they drafting those bills? No one's clamoring. There's no lobby saying I want to let, you know, newborn month olds die. This is, Absolutely, I believe, coming from well, our enemies to de- degrade us. It's certainly so, coming from
4: Yuval Noah Harari right, at the World Economic yeah, totally. Forum. He calls people useless eaters. He's to be, referenced the useless class like they're really, they're not useless.
2: Yeah, to, to be fair though, yes. Moloch does demand child safety. <laughs> well, alright, that's a good point. Yeah, go. Go. Let's, let's read some more super chats. We got Sergeant Kirk who says, Private citizens can and should be able to have nuclear weapons. We already live in a world where they do. Who makes the nuclear weapons for the government? Private corporations. Yeah. True facts. Private individuals. So when you have an FFL, you can actually, someone sent, told me this is a form you can fill out for nuclear weapons because it is private corporations that make them all. Government doesn't make them. Halliburton and Boeing and Northrop Grumman and all that what, stuff. They make the warheads.
4: They make the missiles, but they don't make them attached. They let the government do the Is that true? Assemb- I don't know. It's like building no, the receiver sure but not them. building the gun.
2: All right. Andrew Reese says, Naomi, curious if your opinion of Camille Paglia has changed over time. Any new conversations or responses to each other's work since the nineties? You speak of Marxist, you speak of Marxist influence similar to her.
3: Huh, interesting. Um, well, I never. I don't think I started the name calling in the nineties, but um, I mean this is ancient history. But yeah, Camilla Paglia was a protege of Harold Bloom, who sexually molested me essentially was when i was under, an undergraduate and i think it's interesting that she kind of hounded me the first decade of my career um and she, and Harold bloom was such a force behind her kind of astronomical ascent uh from nowhere um but i'm always willing to engage with anyone uh i haven't had any approaches from her for many years um and she never um, to your point about debate i once ran into her physically and i'd never met her before she'd just been sniping at me for you know a long time and calling me names and i said you know we should really have a an open public discussion an open debate a constructive debate and she sort of scurried away did and she wave her hands and go no no, no. <laughs> not gonna do that not gonna no she just kind of fled like a you know little
2: marmoset <laughs> all right and let's grab some good super chats let's see what we got uh, bu- 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 bu. Mr. Devilman says I don't protest I just want to be left alone <laughs> I am trained to fight wars you never want to see a war but if there is one I'll be one of the many bringing on the war machine mm. that's what we hear a lot the people who are actually trained in war are the ones begging it not to happen yeah. civil war whatever. What's uh so you mentioned the potential of civil war I talk about it quite a bit um, four years ago with the street fighting I was reading these articles talking about the prospect of civil war and seeing this I said it feels like we're on track for one when do you think, if it were to happen, like what's your timeline? Well, let
3: me stress that I civil war is t- terrible. I don't want it. Um, I don't want anyone to take this out of context out there in internet land and media land and misunderstand me. Um, but I, I see it happening already. I mean, civil wars, uh, failed states are really interesting. Like, <clears throat> or, or states where there's no rule of law. Like I was in Sierra Leone in two thousand and six. And there was no rule of law. That's why I'm so scared of a state of no rule of law. But there were militias. And so we're kind of there, right? Like when Antifa, whoever they were, I think they were heavily infiltrated because the left just isn't that organized. But um, when people are burning whole neighborhoods in cities, that's already a a form of civil war. And when people are, um, you know, when there's eminent domain, when things are being taken from people, as we're seeing with the Dutch farmers or with the truckers or the people who supported the truckers, that's already an aspect of civil war. The war is being waged already against the people of North America, the people of the West. I mean, this is the argument of my book, The Bodies of Others. So it it's not always violence um, in the street, although there is plenty of violence in the street it's also um, theft and restrictions. Um, you know, this whole idea in lockdowns that there were places you couldn't go, that's part of civil war, right? Where some people claim rights to certain territories and other people aren't allowed to go there. Um, and that restrictions only happen to populations that are about to have their assets stolen from them, like in the Warsaw Ghetto or uh, Native Americans on reservations. So we're in a civil war already. Um, the whole defund the police movement, I think is part of, um, waging war against the American people, or instigating a civil war, because the more crime there is, as we've said, the 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 more people have to kind of turn to themselves to defend themselves. Um, and and you know this bill, eighty six thousand new IRS agents. They keep trying to create militias. Remember, step two <laughs> is you create a thug cast. You create a mm-hmm. Blackwater, a militia, black shirts, brown shirts, thugs that are not accountable. You know, up and down the chain yeah. of command. In an organized structure of the rule of law. And, and this administration and these World Economic Forum puppets around the world are creating those. Like those guys dressed in black who are beating up the truckers in Canada are the same guys dressed in black who are beating up protesters in France. Um, and, and they, they look like mercenaries. There were, know, to me, uh, they're
2: not like local police. There yeah. were anti-mandate protesters outside of a hospital and Antifa showed up and started beating them. And it's like, so, the guys outside oppose government intervention, and Antifa, anti-fascists support government intervention. Funny. Alright, Slain Hope says, Ian clearly didn't learn a thing from Uncle Ben's death. Cutting criminals loose has consequences. The left is already doing this, how is that working?
4: Uh, I don't know who Uncle Ben is, who are they
2: talking So, uh, so here's what happened, Ian. Spider-Man was, uh, uh he was at a wrestling match, and he was, he was denied the money he was supposed to win, cause the promoter was like, yeah, what are you gonna do about it? And then he was like, Psh. and this guy comes in and steals the money and runs off. And the promoter goes, hey, stop that guy. And then Spider-Man's all like, oh, you know, what are you going to do about it or something like that? And then he goes outside and the dude who stole the money is trying to get away and tries stealing a car and then shoots the man inside who happens to be Spider-Man's Uncle Ben.
4: You see? Oh. So, if, so the moral of the story was with great power comes great responsibility. I see. But this is a crime in process? That Uncle Ben got killed during a crime in process? Yeah. Okay, that's but not Spider what I'm But Spider-Man could have stopped him. He could have stopped the criminal, but he chose not to out of a personal vendetta. He chose to let the criminal go? The criminal not run, I don't, He's I don't running towards him and he goes, stop him. He's like, no. I don't advocate ignoring future crime. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> if someone wants to commit a crime after we do a, a great pardon, then they're going to jail or they're going to face wait a minute. consequences. But, wait a
2: minute. Hold on. Hold on. I got to stop. Slain, you're wrong. It was revealed in Spider-Man 3 that it was actually Sandman. That killed Uncle Ben. And it was an accident, and Spider-Man forgave him.
4: Retconned for your generosity. But but the
2: point was, Spider-Man ultimately forgave Sandman, who apologized, saying he didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. And Spider-Man had had to learn to let that pain go. Exactly.
4: When someone has wronged you and you still forgive them, who's the Christian here?
2: I don't know if any of these analogies actually work or make sense. I think it's (laughs) just funny to talk about Spider-Man. Alright, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Chaircast IRL rocked 40,000 congruent viewers. Concurrent, Concurrent? viewers? Yeah. Um, so when we, we had a, a credible threat, uh, what was it like two months ago or something? Yeah, just about. We were forced to evacuate. And this, we just left the show on hmm. as we were kept outside by hmm. the police and wow. uh, they had to bring dogs in.
0: The room cam.
2: Yeah, so we did the wide cam and it was 40,000 people stayed and watched an empty room for three hours.
5: That's Kind
2: of cool. <laughs> it fun, yeah. It's cool it's kinda cool. It's, it was kinda lame that we had to leave you know but it's kind a of you know.
5: stream, but you know. <laughs> you yeah, can find
2: people... the silver
0: lining to these constant yeah. threats. <laughs> I'm really sorry you guys are going through this.
2: Yeah, yeah it, but it is what it is. It's civil war, right? It's war. No, it's that we're we're we
4: run an entertainment company. It's, Bro. It's, this is that's why they build walls around the entertainment companies. Yeah, because people I'm, want to go there and say hi and be I, part of I it. I remember
3: America Swap is, though. Yeah. Interaction. I, remember, I remember America when journalists and entertainers were not um in you know in fear of their
4: of their lives but since the dawn of internet video tim has no overhead he started with a camera in his his bedroom that's what people are getting way more famous living room living room living room living room I, i i i digress uh they have way more fame than they have money right now for security so people are in this just bizarre reality of exposure that has never existed in the past You know, there was something special about
2: that first room I set up. I I would take a GoPro for and I'd put it on top of my monitor and just press record. Wow. And then I would just talk for like 10 minutes and that was it. And it was like, and that slowly got longer and longer. But, uh, those were special days. I advocate building
4: a walled compound. I think it makes a lot of sense. When you run an entertainment company, you just need to build like barriers. I
3: married my bodyguard. I'm not going to judge you for caring about security. You're a libertarian bodyguard. bodyguard.
2: I
1: love (laughs) it.
4: (laughs) What,
2: what I think everybody needs is a 40-foot wall thick concrete from sea to shining sea huh. protecting their home and uh, maybe some auto defense turrets yes maybe a moat
0: specifically maybe moat with in yeah, southern cool. part Motes
2: of the country cool. remember when they claimed trump wanted a moat with alligators yes. on the border <laughs> like that's
1: amazing like, also sure <laughs> like cool let's do
2: it you
4: gotta get crocodiles though or cro- i don't know what it is like crocodiles crocs or crocs are a little nasty
2: all right Joseph McFarland says Federal Reserve notes are already one tenth of a US note. Taken back at only 900% of face value. Restore a constitutional currency. Deflate by 10% of true original value. Freeze market prices for six months. I don't know if it's possible,
4: Freezing but- Freezing the market's pretty, pretty, pretty communist, but I don't know, we're in desperate times right now. Alright. Woot do for you says,
2: says, I decided to join Reddit to combat the mind virus. My lord, it's way worse than I imagined. And here I thought FB and Twitter were bad. I believe that Reddit is bots. Mm. Do you know about uh, dead internet theory? No. The idea is that uh, sometime around Donald Trump's election, multiple agencies, internet companies realized like, hey, letting people have free speech on these platforms is really bad for mm. global infrastructure. So now the internet is overwhelmingly just bots oh, yeah. simulating Public opinion.
3: I believe that, and from my own experience, I believe that.
2: And most people are banned. A handful of influential people are allowed to post. Everyone else, robots. Wow, robots. Yep.
0: Wasn't this a huge part of the Twitter deal with Elon Musk? They couldn't couldn't say how many bots they had.
2: Yeah. Well, they claim they did, and then he says they didn't. So, Bear in mind, says the IRS has a six hundred thousand dollar bounty on anyone that can crack the crypto XMR, aka Monero. It's an amazing endorsement. Is that true? $600,000? Uh, I, I don't think that's enough money to be honest. Like they'd have to offer way more to crack the encryption on a, on a, on a cryptocurrency to be, you know, that, that's a crazy undertaking.
4: Yeah. $625,000 reward for cracking Monero. This is going to cryptocurrency365.com. Oh, wow. I just don't see that being possible.
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe quantum
4: computing well, up, can unravel it up to $625,000. Oh, what does that mean?
2: It means $1. <laughs> Like, oh, congratulations, you destroyed this network. Uh, Monero's
4: doing a big upgrade in the next couple of weeks, I've heard. Oh, good for them.
2: All right. Uh, Seth Hauser says, did you not vote for Biden and the Democrats in 2020? I did. You did? I did. What, what was your What was your reasoning then when you voted for Biden, especially considering everything you've sa- said now?
3: Well, I told you my strong feelings about how President Trump talked about sexual assault. Um, but that wasn't even... The main thing, though personally it was a hurdle I couldn't overcome, the main thing also was the climate and the environment. Um, and I thought that the Biden administration would be real liberals. I <laughs> <laughs> I thought they would um, protect the environment. I thought they would ensure, you know, some uh, rights of women to reproductive access, which I do believe in, in the first trimester, I thought that they would um, protect uh, our core institutions. And I did not realize, and my husband told me, right, because he knows China. Um, he was in military intelligence for 12 years. And he's like, you guys are going to open the door to a massive subversion of this country by your enemies. And I was like, this is crazy. And he was 100% correct.
2: Would you vote for Trump in 2024?
3: I'm supposed to stay nonpartisan, so I can't answer that. Oh, I will okay. say that I would never, I, I'm no longer a registered Democrat. I'm an independent. Mm. I think the Democrats have like a 100 years of, um, cleaning up and apologizing and breast beating and wow. internal cleansing to do, and they need to be investigated for fara conflicts because they are taking money from our enemies at an intense scale. Um, but I, I I do think a dream team, if I can say this in a nonpartisan way, is actually um, DeSantis and Kristi
2: Noem. No, yeah. I think she's great too. She's um, I'm a big fan of DeSantis. He's yeah. he's, done he's the, so good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's amazing. Um, You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, there's there's a little bit of back and forth. Trump firing everybody is really appealing to me. The schedule was schedule F stuff he's trying to do, but uh, Ron DeSantis just removed that that woke prosecutor, so he's showing a willingness to do it as well. We'll see. He's a courageous guy. Yeah, (laughs) and she's she's
3: amazing. She did not shut down. She didn't shut down. And when I was in South Dakota, and he did briefly, so she's really the bravest of all governors. Mm -hmm. When I was in South Dakota, sorry, they had a
2: parade for her. Oh, cool. Like people were like, good yeah, governor. Yeah,
3: yeah. When I was there, it felt like America used to feel. Yeah. Wow. And
2: people were not traumatized.
3: She
0: is so extremely uh, patriotic that I think it would be amazing to see her on a national stage. I can't speak to all of her policies, but I do think that she captures a nostalgic spirit of American politics that we just don't have anymore.
2: Right on. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to timcast.com. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show for you coming up at 11 p.m. This one's going to be going to be really good and uh really crazy. Government intervention and censorship stuff, like seriously dark stuff. So check that out at timcast.com. You can follow us at timcastirl. You can follow me personally at timcast. Naomi, do you want to shout anything out?
3: Um w- to follow me?
2: Yeah, follow you oh, or yes, read your book, or Yes,
3: please. Well, I'm, I'm so thoroughly censored and deplatformed that please go to allseasonspress.com and buy my book, The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19 and the War Against the Human. There's the cover. Um, and read it and, and share it with your friends if you're moved by it. Um, and also, as I mentioned, dailyclout.io where you can, uh send any state or federal bill through social media and you can also um we've got a Facebook competitor uh called Campaigns that is surveillance free and uh and censorship free
2: cool right on yeah.
0: I'm Hannah-Claire Brimlow. You can follow me on at Instagram at HannahClaire.b. You can also check me out on this super cool news site. You guys may probably haven't heard of it. It's called <laughs> TimCast.com. Uh, click on the read tab. You can see articles from me, Adrian Norman, Cassandra Fairbanks, uh, a ton of cool people. I highly recommend you check it every single day.
4: Just follow me and Crossland.net. Get through to any social media I got if you want to get in touch through that. Naomi, great to see you. And I want to put your mind at ease about the climate, if I can. We Please. are entering uh, an era where we'll be pulling the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere converting it into graphene through, like, some sort of catalyst, like a magnesium catalyst or palladium gold, copper, something like that. And methane as well. will convert the methane into carbon dioxide and then into graphene, which is this uh, building material. I'm not sure if you're too familiar with it, but I, I would recommend. He's obsessed. Study wow. <laughs> He's ab- totally obsessed. Yeah, it's well, gonna re- This revolutionize. is a relief
3: to hear, Ian. <laughs> yeah, they can pull it right
4: out of the smokestack. It'll encourage pulling more coal out of the ground, hitting it with lasers to turn it into a cleaner burn, then recapturing the carbon and reusing it. I think it'll bring a lot of people together, the industrialists and the uh the eco cool. the eco fanatics like myself. I hope so. Catch you later. Right. Bye everyone.
5: Yeah, if you like more of Grafien's ideas, you can follow him, me, and hannah claire brimelow over on pop culture crisis with crisis which is every weekday from about three to about five p.m depending on what we get into mary's out of town next week so it's going to be really interesting we're going to shake it up with some new co-hosts and have some fun over there you guys can follow me on twitter and minds.com at sarah patch as well as sarah
2: we will see you all over at timcast.com thanks for hanging out
5: bye guys